This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, Arctic Jenga. Julia Assange the Hedgehog. I think Hedgehog. hedgehog. Did I say Hedgehog? Yeah, you did. Julia Assange the Hedgehog. <laughs> McClunky. Almost Jason Mimosa. Turning milk jugs into actual jugs. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Old Pizza Boxes. Corn nuts are the devil's testes. There were women in the 60s. The Muppets in diapers. Tom's Tech Time. Recommendals and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Um, Dasher, Dancer, mm-hmm. Rancer, mm-hmm. Nixon, Comet, Cupid. Donna Dixon? Sit down, Simpson. This is for the lesbian girls. The Morning Stream. Bread goes in, toast comes out. You can't explain that. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream. It is 1826. I just like to throw that number out once in a while to remind people how many episodes we've done. 1,826 episodes. This is uh, the 13th of November, 2019. I'm Scott Johnson. He's Brian Nibbett. Hi, Brian. That is a lot of episodes, Scott. A lot of episodes. It is. Although, I don't know, if you think about it starting in 2011, it actually doesn't seem like that many. Like, the number itself doesn't seem like that big of a number, considering how long we've done this. But I guess it is. I don't know. Yeah. It's almost I mean, 2,000. Uh, we've been doing this. Uh, like, all right. Okay. So let's say, uh, uh, hold on. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Siri question here. Hold okay, on. Go for it. Mute's How many days has it been since January, 2011? And I can't remember the exact date. Okay. All right. So January, if we look at January 1st, 2011, that yeah. was 3,288 days ago. Oh my gosh. We've done this show more <laughs> easily more than half of those days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy to think of. Don't do the math where it tells you how many average hours because that's real scary. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, but keep in mind, I mean, for a while we weren't, you know, we didn't start doing the Friday show until, um, until we started doing the Patreon, which was, you know, what 2013 2014 Mm -hmm. i can't remember when we started doing the patreon but you ready for these hours listen to these hours no no would you do a slash played no well (laughs) sort of i did the math if we averaged an hour and a half and i think that's low uh on average 2739 hours if you divide that by uh 24 114.12 solid days of recording crazy 114 days of just imagine 114 days of just 6 a.m to 6 a.m every day recording non-stop mm-hmm. every hour of the day 24 hours a day for 114 freaking days it's insane arena it's, it's uh and and uh, three-fourths of that is jury yelling by the way <laughs> i'm doing the math also right here yeah uh, three-fourths of that is Good job yeah is uh jury going long 
pulled that math right out of your bum. <laughs> yeah, I listened, you're able I listened to, uh, Oh, did you hear his thing? I haven't heard it yet. I feel bad. Yeah, I listened yeah. to the first episode. Uh, a jury uh, episode numbers. Let's start with that. Let's start with um, if you're going to put out six shows all on the same day, mm-hmm. episode numbers might be a thing to, to do. I like this early feedback we're giving him. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to email him the same thing. Yeah, he, uh, I haven't heard him yet. I, I plan to today. I'm going to paste that on into the old player there. Actually, yeah. so so when you do that, is it just kind of jumbled, or do you? How do you know where to start? I, I went to the oldest show because yeah. I assumed that he uploaded them in that order, and unfortunately, he did. Oh, but, okay, okay. Um, but I mean, they all have the same date on them, and you know, it depends on your device. Uh, also, uh, jury, the plural of campaign is not campaign apostrophe s. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, it's just and, campaigns uh, with an s at the end, right? Yes, just campaign with the word with the letter s. Because that's like saying campaign is or it's, or or something that the camp that belongs to the campaign. Yeah, the possession of the campaign. Yeah, those are both wrong. But look, you know, he's he's uh, he's a young upstart. <laughs> he's got his uh, got his world uh-huh. the whole world ahead of him. It'll be fine. No, but so far, fast. It is a fascinating podcast. So I'm excited for him to uh, to make this real. I am too. It seems like he's uh, well. He said it yesterday, but it feels like he's taking some some cards from the old ANTP ideas and uh, deciding to branch out a little bit in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny I because... Can't wait to, I can't wait to ding him on not committing to the bit. Yeah, because uh, uh, you remember that host, Jenny Josephson? She used to host a long time ago. She, or she used to judge, I mean, a long time ago. She used to be a judge on that show. You remember that for like years ago? Anyway, <laughs> yeah. just kidding, Jenny. We just miss you on there, that's all. Um, it's been a long time, Jenny. When are you coming back? I guess it's only been two weeks, but it feels feels longer but uh anyway here's an excerpt from uh justin's uh quality new podcast check it out they've removed the penis before you snort it see that i mean that that'll just <laughs> that's just a taste just a taste of what's to come it's six hours of that yeah people yeah six hours of that i mean i know they said it when cereal happened but i think now we can safely say podcasting is back baby it's back all right brian it's a brand new day there's things to do and talk about um uh, we're not going to get into it today because we're still sort of waiting for a few things, but there was some super sad news yesterday and uh, yeah. really bummed me out. In fact, I couldn't sleep. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning. I was still sort of tossing and turning about this this thing that happened in the community. It's very sad. Um, I don't want to... I'm not trying to... It's like a negative version of my Johnson polling here, but uh, they... Uh, we'll, we'll we'll make it known when, it, when we can. We just want to make sure um, family and things are aware of what's going on first and then we would like to uh, talk about it more, but if we seem a little, yeah. you know, a little off or a little down today, that might be, that might be why. You know, when yeah. you have a if when you have, have a big community that lasts for a long time, I don't know. Sometimes sad stuff happens, and you just uh, you're kind of caught off guard by it, and it's just like I don't know. It feels like family. It's really it's really rough. Totally. If you're yeah. uh, and if you you know you're listening to this, you're a member of the Tadpole automatically. Uh, just go to the Facebook, the Tadpole Facebook group, and you can check stuff out there, and then we'll. Um, yeah, it's all being we'll be talked talk about, about in the one. private group, and then when it opens yeah. up further, we can. I just didn't want to say anything on the air. Well, Brian and I talked about this last night. We just, you know, feel like it's better until everybody who's supposed to know knows. Yep, yep. Just to give everybody the respect it deserves. But uh, anyway, just a sad, sad thing, and we're gonna we're gonna keep. Here's the thing I know: um, the person involved in that sad thing, mm-hmm. the subject of that sad thing, would want us to keep making this thing that they really liked so oh, of just, course we're absolutely gonna, we're gonna keep doing that yeah i'm gonna start today with a story because 
uh, well, not a story, but I'm going to read an email, and here's the an thing. An email, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So we've talked on the show about how the recycling thing is changing, and they don't want paper towels anymore and weird stuff like that. Right. because and, and snotty Kleenexes. Yeah, because the Chinese... <laughs> they, don't want, they don't want your snotty Kleenexes, Scott. The Chinese don't want our stuff anymore, I guess. Uh, they don't want to pay for it in light of current tariffs or whatnot. Uh, this is my understanding on how this works, and for some reason... Uh-huh. Hold on a second. Accurate. I don't know why this is happening the way it is. Hold on. There it is. Uh, so as a result, we, um, uh, you know, we've had to change our habits in the house and actually we figured something out. This is kind of a weird hybrid solution. So we have the recycling, which is now supposed to be only corrugated paper products, not actual. They don't want actual paper. They're telling us they don't want like, like printer paper. They don't want cereal boxes, uh, because there's too much ink in it. Hmm. Uh, they don't want wrapping paper and, they don't want paper towels and they don't want Kleenexes like stuff. I was a hundred percent sure all of those yeah. things were like totally the things you recycle. Like everything's made of those things. I thought here's the one that I, that surprised me. Um, cause Tina had to slap my wrist on this one, but, uh, the kids get pizza all the damn time. Mm. Uh, drives me nuts because that leftover pizza sits in the fridge Yeah, and I go upstairs to have some lunch and I have to move their pizza box to get to, healthier options when it would right. just be so nice and easy for me to grab that pizza box, open it up and take a slice. But, right. Right. Um, pizza boxes, not, uh, not recyclable because yeah, of no good. cheese melted cheese on the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the grease that's in there and stuff, they don't want any of that. So, uh, it just got a lot more complicated. They'll still take plastic. They'll take bottles, you know, that kind sure. of stuff, but Glass, they're yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. But they're just not going to do the normal things that you think of. So, as a result, or uh, as a you know, as a thing that we try to do here in the house, is we've now made a third pile, because we found out if you take if you cart a bunch of this stuff up to the university, they have a separate re- um, uh, recycling program mm-hmm. that will still take all that stuff. Really? Yeah. So okay. Wow. We're kind of cheating the system a little bit in a positive way because we don't feel good about. <clears throat> I just don't feel good about putting you know a cereal box in the freaking trash. It just feels wrong uh, to mm-hmm. me. So we're going to cart that up once in a while in the car. Because Kim's up at the U once in a while doing something with Carter anyway. So it's no big deal for us to do that. I'm going up Thursday night to teach a class. So it's like, you know, we'll take it up. Here you go, students. Here is a Captain Crunch box full of snotty Kleenexes. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) so we uh, uh, so we're going to do that. And uh, anyway, we got this email. So there's this sheds some light on this whole issue. Right. Uh, it says, oh, and I didn't get a name. I apologize for this. I don't even know where I got it. I can't find the name anywhere. But the email with no name says, I heard you speak about recycling and trash the other day on TMS. My wife works for a city in Texas that does a lot with recycling. I wanted to share some info about recycling. I have learned from her that surprised me. So here you go. Recycling in the U.S. and around the world functions more in step with market forces than you think. Things like the high cost of landfill space, but, uh, sorry, put positive pressure on municipalities to recycle. So cities like San Francisco and New York City are much more likely to have complex recycling programs because it reduces costs versus places like Texas or Utah where space is relatively plentiful and therefore cheap. Another thing that impacts recycling is whether it contaminates or makes the act of recycling more difficult. Good examples are, and this is where he goes into what we just talked about, good examples are paper towels and pizza boxes or plastic bags. Paper towels and pizza go. boxes, though, uh, though recyclable, can do conta- uh, can contaminate other recyclables. China and other recyclers have been lowering the level of contamination they will accept 
Also, plastic bags get caught in machinery and they aren't really in demand from a recycling perspective. Uh, that last thing, or see, and the, that is the last thing to think about. Uh, most things uh, only get recycled if somebody actually wants to turn it into something else. So just because you, uh, let's see, it, just because things are recyclable doesn't mean they will be. So that's interesting. I never would have thought of that. Because I assume, let's yeah. say they don't want, um, or let's say they, they don't plan on making any more plastic bottles out of plastic bottles. This is a bad example. Sure. But that would that would be a thing I would just assume that you would use for a, a myriad of other things. Like, doesn't it end Something up Something else, in, right. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, it doesn't and, have to be turned into the same thing. They turn milk jugs into plastic grocery bags and things like that. But how is there not a demand? Like, did somebody, like, all of a sudden, some company said, eh... I think we've got enough plastic bottles. Yeah. You know, we're going to, let's go back to just creating plastic. Sure. Like maybe, I don't know. I don't know actually it's how that weird. works, but it's very you weird. Think that, like the, it, it should be the recycling company that takes all this stuff in, turns it into pulp or turns it into the raw materials. And then the companies just, you know, who use those raw materials just come and get it or come and, and buy it from them. Right. So it's basically like, all right, um, we're, you know, we're, coming out with a brand new soft drink and we need some recycle uh, recycled plastic for the bottles uh go to the uh you know obviously i'm i'm simplifying it but uh order some more of that plastic bottle material from the recycling center and we're gonna put it in our machines it's so funny because modern society is so weird at this it's like we don't see the result of it all like okay you use the toilet all week it's convenient you flush mm -hmm. it your waste goes away off into the la la land. You don't even know where because right. you're not paying right. attention. It doesn't matter. You're just you're in there and you're out of there. Back in the day, you had to dig your own hole. You had to build a thing on top of it like you had to go, you know, mm -hmm. pretty deep. And you had to, you know, think about that stuff like that's an example. Like the amount of trash that they picked up today, the trash guy picked up two giant cans out in front of my yard. One was super full because I threw out a bunch of stuff. And I kept thinking to myself, man, every week I do that. Every week, everybody does that. Now, look, I'm not out humping trees or anything. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not like having a woke moment here or anything. But it, I think I'm having some perspective on just how much stuff we are constantly throwing away or pushing away or, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Right. Eventually, right. We're, we're just not going to have room for it all, right? I mean, it's just a lot mm -hmm. of shit. It's a yeah. lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, pops and recline nails it i guess until oil prices rise cheaper and more con it's cheaper and more consistent to manufacture new materials instead of producing uh things using recycled raw materials right it's a bummer that's a real it's it's, it's sad man it's like oh no that's not the like way it. it should work i don't like it it's because it's i mean it's all meant to it, it's like he says it's about market conditions it's wrapped around trying to keep economies going and i i understand that um mm -hmm. but what a, I don't know, it's really made me think about it lately. Anyway, fin he finishes sure. it out. He says, there's some great videos on YouTube out there. CBC Marketplace went to Asia a few months ago to see what actually happens. Rim Recycling gets shipped overseas. Uh, now This Future is the name of the series. One Small Step uh, is also another, which has a lot of videos on waste and attempting to live sustainably. Anyway, I hope this helps. Love the show. And I didn't get their name. I apologize uh, for not gotcha. having your name. Anyway, yeah, I think now this future is the is the YouTube channel and the series is called One Stall uh, One Small Step. Yeah, so one small step. There you go. Yep. 
Yeah. Very nice. Uh, so pretty soon, coming to you, your Amazon packages will arrive wrapped in Scott's snotty Kleenexes and greasy paper towels. I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> go, get, get excited, guys. Finally. The day has come. Finally. And, and Brian's son's uh, gross, cheesy pizza box. There you go. Is he? A, see, if he's like Nick at all, there's always a pizza box in the fridge with old pizza in it. Like, yeah. that's just a perpetual yeah. truth. It totally is. Yeah. And, and uh, <sighs> just, it's just such, it's so inconvenient. I mean, it takes up so much damn space. It does. A pizza box was not meant for standard average fridges. Now no. you, got, you got some kind no. of walk-in fridge at a restaurant. Great. Stack them up, stack them high. Who gives a shit? Sorry, right. Nicole. I keep right. saying the word. Uh, but if, uh, if you got a normal ass pizza or normal ass fridge and you're trying to stick that in there, mm-hmm. everything's disrupted. Where's the milk? Yeah. Well, I had to jam it in the back because it, exactly, it was in the way. The pizza box, or actually, the pizza box is now balanced on top of the milk and a couple of other juice bottles. And so, if you want one of those juice bottles, you better figure out. You know, you better Indiana Jones your way into putting something else there to support that pizza box, or it's it's going to be rolling down and chasing you through the cave. If you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I know what you mean. I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know, know what I mean, mean, Scott. I know what you mean. Uh, we got a quick correction. You want to tell me about the Tadpole Secret Santa again and why oh. there's a correction? What's going on with yeah, that? Yeah, yesterday I said uh, the Tadpole Secret Santa was put together by TMS Mashups Jamie. No, that's Jamie Brand. This is Jamie Wright who put together the Tadpole Secret Santa. So, Jamie Wright, if you're listening, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, but still, people, go do your go do your uh, Tadpool Secret Santa. Oh, and Where's uh, that link? Here it is. Bit, bit.ly slash TadSanta2019. There it is. There you go. I signed up. I'm in now. Sure. Oh, and people are like, why not just take the pizza out of the box? Uh, look, I do that. Tina does that. Oh yeah, I do that. We're dealing with we're dealing with 21 and 22 year olds who can't be bothered, who mm-hmm. find it is is more convenient to precariously balance the pizza box in the fridge like it's some sort of Arctic Jenga mm-hmm. than to take the pizza out of the box, put it into uh Arctic Jenga. Tin foil or uh, <laughs> plastic bags or whatever. Okay? Arctic Gen- Jenga is a great idea. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, no, you're not wrong. I mean, I have a 19-year-old who's just, you know, shove it in there. He gets wings. Where do they go? I don't know. Jam it between 12 other things that are now precariously hanging on for dear life. Like, that's how he does it. Or, exactly. or he leaves big open containers over here just with, like, rotting chicken. I'm about to kill him for this. He's the he's the worst at that because you know he comes home he works really hard he had to leave this morning at six a.m. for a truck run for this company he works for for Red Wing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's in charge of it and it's awesome and they're giving him all this cool responsibility and he is always up to do it he does it he gets it done but then he'll come home today with a bag of food he got somewhere that's not great a big old you know Popeye's chicken bag or something <laughs> right and he'll come down here. And he'll play Call of Duty and eat that chicken and then leave half of it. And then overnight, it'll sit there and just get disgusting. And then I have to worry, oh, did any of the dogs get in here and eat the chicken and get the bones stuck in their larynx and die? Like, ah, kids, what are you going to do? Yeah. And boy, you get firsthand like this is Scott right here seeing firsthand the differences between uh, sons and daughters Mm -hmm in cleanliness and taking care of you know their surroundings and my uh, daughters never did this they were they were carter still she's still here she doesn't do it she's and then taylor you go to taylor's house clean as a button 
Like they're they were always just like picking themselves up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they maybe had their own challenges, but but this is definitely a sure it feels like a boy thing. I don't know. Yeah, I, I of course says, "Oh, my daughter is a slob." Yes, but multiply that times ten, and that's the slobliness of a son. Yeah, and if your daughter's a slob, she's an outlier. I think it's more common. I'm not saying everybody's the same. I'm just saying boys are commonly gross. And I was gross too, dude. Like growing up, I was terrible. I have no room to talk. I had a messy room. I would put stuff in the fridge it shouldn't be. I'd drink old milk and then spit it on the floor and then forget to wipe it all up. Like I was a bad steward of my my young years at my mom's house. No question. Anyway. Uh, Check this Uh, out. One other quick thing. Yeah. Watched uh, half, you know, Disney tries to be nice to me and make Mandalor- makes Mandalorian even less than an hour. Like it's like 32, 35 minutes or something like that. I still start getting tired halfway through watching it and have to go to sleep. So I've only watched half of Mandalorian. However, I freaking love it already. Oh, wow. When did you? Yeah. How, why were you so tired? Was it late or something? Because I made it my watch before bed <laughs> show. So uh, we... we Watch the first few minutes of the news. We turn off the TV. Tina goes right to sleep. I put up the iPad in my lap and I start watching something. And um, and I got uh, started with the Mandalorian. It is really good. Like oh, that's what man, I keep hearing. Really good. Keep hearing it's a it's the space western I want. And I'm so yeah. excited to. Well, I was supposed to watch it last night, but everything got too crazy. We had the kids over and stuff was going on. And then that thing yes. happened last night. I saw you watching a ton of Simpsons stuff, though. Like, yeah. is that, did you watch that on Disney Plus? Yeah, I had that on during the day. Okay. Uh, just in the background, kind of going. And while I got work done, and I would look at it occasionally and listen to it and stuff. And um, I'm starting, I'm just going to go, I'm just going. I'm starting season one. That's just going to be my thing that's on all the time for the rest nice. of eternity. That's your, your- your uh, soul, your comfort food binge. Yeah, I'm excited about having all of that there. But um, uh, something that's funny about that. Speaking of Nick, I realized that when the when the Santa's Little Helper sort of Christmas special thing that launched that show yes. uh, came yeah. out, I was Nick's age. I was freaking 19 when that happened. Wow. Yeah. yeah no kidding. I was. Yeah. Right. I would have been the same age. That is nuts. Yeah. And I told Nick the same thing, and he goes, "Whoa." I said, "Yeah, I was your age." And because he's a big, he loves The Simpsons, so he's to him it's, you know, s- still a thing for him, mm-hmm. and so he doesn't think of it in those terms. I'm like, yeah, dude, I was, you know, well before you were on this planet, and then I said, um, what did I say? Oh, and I said you and Nick, you've been alive for two thirds of it, <laughs> and that his his brain went like spinning wow. out of control. You couldn't believe Crazy. it. Two thirds of it were part of his life. So anyway. That's it's kind of cool. crazy. Oh, and Anna Krakatow says the Jeff Goldblum show had a good start too. Yeah, that that's that's probably the second thing I'm going to watch on Disney Plus is that Jeff Goldblum uh, thing. He's got a brand new album, dude. It's great. Like Jeff freaking Goldblum uh, has a jazz album out where he plays piano while um, Inara George from The Bird and the Bee. Uh, who else is on? Fiona Apple. Wow. Um, yeah. Does, does he does uh, he uh, sing too or no? He does sing. There's oh, he a couple does. songs where he sings. Does he talk at all? Is there Let any me kind tell of... you about chaos theory. <laughs> <laughs> the chaos theory, you drop a... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to workshop by uh, Jeff Goldblum. We asked if we could. We should have asked if we should. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that's great, although he, he dusted up a little controversy ahead of his show de- uh, debut because I guess he's he's on the bandwagon of 
he he wants to work with Woody Allen or something. It's not like a full oh, Me Too oh, okay. piece of business or anything, as far as I oh, know. He wants to work with Woody Allen. Is yeah, and, he's, and he anything? thinks oh. people are too hard on Woody Allen and you know yeah. that kind of thing. And so there's a lot of people who are really fri- fired up about that. Right ahead. I of bet the you're about to thing. tell me that he says the moon landing was fake. Oh, of course, the moon landing. Yeah, you, you, you know, do that's realize. Fake. You realize that's fake. And they, uh... Moon landing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Rainbow Bright's like, yeah, Jimmy Stewart. I know. That's where I got to get it away from. That's why I got to I gotta do some some serious uh, Jeff Goldblum uh, listening to separate him from Jimmy Stewart. Because I start, I do start moving into Jimmy Stewart territory when I start doing the impersonation. What if he came out and went, the Holocaust never happened? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Then, that would be uh, bad. That would be bad. Whatever. I'm all right with. I'm all right with people believing things differently than I. Well, let me phrase it completely differently. I'm all right with people believing things that are completely not true. Right. Right. <laughs> right. As long as they don't. Uh, I don't know. What, what would what would push you off of of him? If you if you were like man, I really like that Jeff Goldblum. Oh well, I mean, obviously, if he you know uh, did something, groped a woman without her permission, or or hey, I'm gonna go out and lock you in this room for a little while. <laughs> you know that sort of thing. I mean, if he spent that was still very James Stewart, but I like still that. James yeah. Stewart. I know where where is it? It's the uh, it's the um, almost the shushing, like the like trying to pull the. Pull on the mouth, Mary. Mary, I'm gonna reach up and lasso the moon for you, Mary. Yeah. But then you've gotta, you've gotta kind of open it up for Jeff Goldblum, and you can't do the. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I gotta you, work on. You it. gotta work. Don't worry. It's why it's a workshopping. It's a you have exactly. a period of time where it's this isn't part of your full set yet. You can work on it. You can you can hear uh, the process. I'll do it on Twitch Live. <laughs> you can <laughs> work on the process of uh, uh, of workshopping my uh, Goldblum impersonation i think it would um i i I, even if he was a holocaust denier or or if he was a flat earther and was actively so Mm -hmm. i think that'd Mm -hmm. be enough for to push me off of jeff goldblum for a while oh really oh yeah i don't know i don't think so it would be for me because all it does is feed like just a really shitty part of society and i don't like it so it would be it would be hard for me not 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 in any sort of like i need to cancel him from my culture i don't mean that i mean like would I still enjoy Ragnarok? Would I still enjoy Jurassic Park? Of course I would, but I'd be thinking yeah. about him. I'd be going, oh, that guy with his freaking... Oh, see, I, you know what? Uh, people who believe the Earth is flat, it's kind of on them. It's not on us, right? I mean, it's, you know, you're only hurting yourselves, flat earthers. I guess so. Yeah, flat Earth maybe is a bad example. Okay, if it's Holocaust denying, then yes, yeah. Yes, Holocaust denying, I would absolutely, that would that would put me off of uh, that's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that's a yeah. whole, gener- that's six million people dead. Maybe, maybe anti-vaxxing, yeah, I think anti-vaxxing would do it for me too. Like, oh, Jeff, no, yeah. no, dude, yeah. no. Oh, we're going to get emails about that. You should hear the person Whatever. that's mad at Patrick right now, because Patrick made some comment on the instance, and we got a anti-vaxxer wrote in that was just the most on fire angry person i've ever dealt with i of course yeah. forwarded it straight to patrick and dealt with it not yeah, at all be my guest be my guest yeah. i still i don't think i've gotten uh haven't have i gotten any hate mail on this show like have you gotten stuff people hating on me that you haven't forwarded to me um the most that that would have ever amounted to it have been like I remember there was a guy who didn't like your voice, which is so stupid. So I didn't, oh, okay. I didn't forward it because that's dumb. Uh, there was someone I like, once. I don't like his voice either. Huh? There was somebody about. 
there was something <laughs> not political, something. Uh, it's the same as everything else, though. You you just happened to be the one that said a thing, and so you were the right. target. That's sure. that's all it was. It's usually sure. me, so it's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, right. I want to I want to say something. Uh, give me something controversial. Hold on a second. Let me work on this. Um, uh, we got something good. Let's do it. Uh, uh, corn nuts are the devil's testicles. Oh, that. All right, there uh, we go. I mean, Let's how, how who am I to argue with a, like such a truth bomb though? That's such a great truth bomb. <laughs> I actually really like corn nuts. I do too. They're so bad for your teeth. You can pop a tooth out with one, and also they you smell like a freaking dirty pair of twelve year old socks. But a bag of bulk right there, bag of bulk corn nuts. But they're so good. They're not super Weight Watchers friendly, so I'm taking this bag upstairs and giving it to Tina. Oh, are they high? What are they, carby? Or I don't know what they are. Salty. Salt ain't good. Yeah. I learned yesterday, quinoa is really good uh, alternative to rice uh, for me because mm-hmm. I'm trying yes. to cut out the carbs. And then uh, yep. what's the other one? There was another one I never heard of. It's like abracadabra, some weird name for a new grain thing. I can't um, remember the name. Damn it. I don't remember the name. Yeah, I wonder what it is. Uh, Acra, Agabarga, Agar, Agar, Amaranth? Oh, that's it. Amaranth. Amaranth. Okay. <laughs> I'd never heard of Amaranth before. Kim was like, oh, yeah, we're going to totally get some of that. So, I don't know if I know what Aber- A- Amaranth is. Yeah. And also, you know, uh, brown rice is like less, less, uh, what's the word? It's more complex carbs, less just like pure like white yes. flour carb type carby yes. carbs. Yeah, but brown rice is still that's my go-to if I'm like going to um, like Qdoba Chipotle. Here's what you do, uh, and, and people listen. You might be tempted to say, "Oh, I'll go to Chipotle or Qdoba. I'll do the. Uh, I just won't get cheese. I won't get sour cream." Here's the problem: they use thigh meat in their chicken, not breast meat. So it's actually better for you to do the uh, the steak, yeah, <laughs> than it is the chicken, and uh, uh, and then just load up on the friggin' uh, corn and pepper salsa and oh no, dang it! I think I'm going there for lunch today. Yeah, that's Qdoba you like? Qdoba? Like Qdoba? Yeah, Qdoba. Brown rice, half half the half the amount of brown rice, double the black beans, uh, steak. Uh, the corn salsa with the uh, the peppers and the cilantro in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sliced jalapenos, cilantro, and purple onions. Give it to me. You've got you've got me. I'm in. Give it to me now. Yeah. And then hot sauce that mofo up. Yeah. You like the hotter the hotter the better. Or how do you feel? I like there? the I like the Chipotle Tabasco. Oh, all right. That sounds yeah. all right. Yeah. We're kind of. It's uh, weird that they. I mean, I know Chipotle is a flavor, not just a uh, restaurant, but. Uh, it's funny that Qdoba has Chipotle Tabasco. Mm-hmm. This is like, you know, Burger King serving McDonald's ketchup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, that yeah. reminds me, uh, our buddy Eric Van Skyhawk uh, always does and still does call. And when he says Chipotle, he says Chipotle. <laughs> you can't help it. Yeah, it's, an e- it's easier to say. Yeah, just Chipotle always comes right out of your Ch- mouth every time. Right, Chipotle. It's very odd. Now this. That's right. everybody time for us to dig deep into the babel royale that is the babel royale with brian dunaway is on the phone hello oh hi scott and brian i haven't been on the phone in years but i am on this discord channel oh yay hey that brings up a good question how often do you guys use your phones as a phone it's pretty rare for me it's like my immediate family and once in a while 
like if I got to talk to, I don't know. It, it's very rare that my phone is actually a phone. My, right. The my, only people once, I call on, on my average. Yeah. yeah, once a day on, on average for me too, but it's only because I call grandma and mm-hmm. that's the only way like there's text messaging, forget about it. So, yeah, I saw a phone, but it's just it's this legacy. Yeah, do you think she's not she just not with the uh, let's uh, figure out how to type this with my bony old hands kind of thing? No, or she, no, no, oh. no. I mean, Scott, let's face it. <clears throat> our vision sucks. Can you imagine 20 more years? I mean, your vision's going to really suck with the text. It'll keep getting worse unless you get uh you know what? I actually wish cataracts on people because yeah. the surgery <laughs> is easy and successful and you end up with like way better eyesight uh, than you had before. Like I had way I had worse eyesight in high school than I do now because of that surgery. So as much as it seemed like ah, oh, weird genetic early cataracts, how weird it's in my 40s. What's this about? You're supposed to be 80 or whatever. Turned out to be the best freaking thing. Well, <laughs> if if they would just hurry up and get on with the uh, pitch black uh, Vin Diesel polished into the eyeballs, we'd be all be good. Oh, right. I forgot about those. Those are cool. Let's get that and get that as well. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I don't. Am I? my balls, please. You guys don't Thank like. You. you guys like that movie, right? I think I I'm, the old, I'm the only one that doesn't like it. I don't. It was. Like it. it was the first time I had ever I seen Vin Diesel. Brian's indifferent. Oh, really? That's kind of how I am. Is indifferent. Yeah. Not yeah. into it. Uh, the yeah. sequel I liked more, which is not a yeah, good Rick. movie. It's not a great movie, but Riddick was fun. Yeah. So. I can't uh I can't think of the first what what was my first Vin Diesel film? What was my or, first Vin Diesel what experience? What was the first thing I saw him in? That guy's name is Vin Diesel. What? <laughs> I think my my first may have been that. Um maybe it was that. No, no, it was it was uh what's the the 90s movie uh, Shaving Ryan's Privates? Right? Oh, Saving Ryan Private. Okay, Private the Ryan. first time I knew who Vin Diesel was was in Pitch Black. How about that? Yeah, I mean, because I'd heard him in Iron Giant, and I still didn't. I, I, yeah, I, I thought I knew that. who he was before that, though. You thought you knew? Oh, um, before Iron Giant? Well, before Iron Giant, yeah. for me, it would have been that. Iron Giant. Iron Giant. Iron Giant. It would have <laughs> been uh, Shaving Ryan's Privates, I think. Uh, Iron Giant was 99. Like Chronicles of Riddick. Six. Two, uh, yeah, when he he got shot in the in the little French villa place because he tried to save that girl in Ryan's privates. Right, psh, yeah, ah, must have been it. Private that probably Ryan. was it. Weird. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now we've learned. I just didn't think. I just didn't think about it then. I guess that the, the yeah, I didn't. Like I said, it wasn't until Pitch Black where I actually looked him up and said, "Who is this actor? I must know more about him." Mm. <laughs> well, he's bald and scary. So yes, good thing today's uh, Babel Royale is not named Vin Diesel movies. <laughs> yeah. How many triple X's are there? Fun. Two. All right, yeah. uh, we're gonna take this call here and see who we have on the line. Hi, thanks for waiting. Who's this? This is uh, Big Rob. How you doing today? Good, Big Rob. How hey, are you? Is, is Little Rob taken, or, do, or are you just? Has it always been Big Rob? Uh, it's always been Big Rob. I like it. He used to be Little Robin, but then I got big and became oh, Big Rob. Nice. nice. I always. Where are you from? Yeah. Where are you from, Big Rob? Yeah. I'm from uh, Southern California, right by Simi Valley. Nice. Oh, ooh, are you staying safe? Are you uh, away from fire? Are you, oh, yeah. are you breathing a lot of smoke? Okay. Yeah, no, we got a industrial hemp field, so everybody's breathing a lot of smoke. Nice. <laughs> Oh, a different kind of smoke. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. That'll, that's that's what people. You won't care so much about the fire when they're breathing that. That's why Big Rob sounds so chill right now. He's feeling. He's feeling that's good. Right. Uh, well, Big Rob, it's good to have you here. I always want a friend named Big Rob just to kind of have him around. 
Scare off. Well, now you got one. Scare off people. Will you be Will you be Scott's friend, Big Rob? Yeah, you cool with that, Big Rob? Very good. Very good. Yeah, yeah, I'll be Scott's big Rob friend. Thanks, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. All right, Brian's going to explain the rules of this thing and how you could win and what you could win, Brian. That's right, Scott. I'm going to be giving you, Scott Johnson and Brian Dunway, a topic, and they're going to go, you guys are going to go back and forth with answers for that topic. If one of them gives a wrong answer, repeated answer, or they take too long to come up with an answer, the win is going to go to the other player. Uh, big Rob, your job, is, your big job is to predict who's going to come out on top based on the topic today. You are playing for the carryover prize from Monday, the very last pair of CDs from Dizzy Box 9 and Trend Selva a couple of great artists that we played on India in the Middle. Plus, we're carrying over Nairi, Tower of Shirin, and we're adding Battletech and Hell's Blade, Senua's Sacrifice, all three of those games on Steam, as well as a pair of CDs. Ooh, this prize package is just getting bigger and bigger, and it could be yours, Big Rob. It's a big package for Big Rob. A very big package. Yeah. Uh, what's our topic? I'm so excited. Your topic today is kind of a parallel to the topic we had on Monday. Uh, the Atari 2600 was released in 1977, and it was the first home game console for many people. It sold 30 million units. 30 million units! Mm. But there are 17 consoles that have sold more than 30 million units. So this is we a lot, this is a lot like the last one, except it's not about... No, this it's is not this. about lower than the Dreamcast. Right. Now we want to go higher than the twenty six hundred. Than the twenty six hundred. Right. Uh, Still with us, Brian Dunaway. Brian, you there? Yes. Sorry, <laughs> okay, I didn't good. pull my I didn't pull my mic back down. I was I was breathing. You, I'm sorry. Are you busy googling? What are you doing? No, I was eating my I was eating my half Reuben sandwich. All oh. right. Oh, that sounds all right. Ooh, are you okay with that? Yeah, 100%. What do you do? Do you do the sauerkraut or do you? Uh, Abs- do you- yeah, I shouldn't, okay. but I do. Well, it's it, the way I do it. I, t- I only eat. Ha- I take half the bread off, and I still have the sauerkraut. Oh. It's around 400 calories, lots of fat, lots of sodium, but I can do that occasionally. Yeah, but listen, because yeah. the, the sauerkraut's actually good for you because it's a ba- it's like a pickled thing, and it's great for your guts. So it's a sh- pickle thing. You should keep that mm-hmm. in there. This is here's this. I have a sound of Brian eating that. Hold on. <laughs> That's what he does when he eats it. <laughs> That's what I do right before I eat it. He sniffs it right before he makes sure it's safe. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds right. All right, so more than the 2,600. Can you give me that number again, the, the sales volume yes. one more time? 30 million units. So okay. things that have sold more than 30 million units. And you just bet. to clarify, handhelds are included. Oh, they are? Oh, well, good. Thank you. They are are included, yes. All right. Well, Rob, who do you think is going to win and who should start? All right. Well, the 17 best selling consoles by volume. So I want let's see here, Brian to host, Brian to start, and Scott to win. <laughs> Alright. Got it. Perfect. Uh, so wait, he said Brian to start. Brian, you gotta go Brian first. Brian to then. start, yes. Me to host. Okay. You to host. Brian to start. Yeah. <laughs> You're in luck. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and host just for you this yep. time, Rob. That's great. Right? <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna start with the thing that I started to say the other day, and I, I would have gotten it wrong. So I'm gonna go with the best-selling console of all time, PlayStation 2. PlayStation. Um, yeah, the PlayStation 2. 155 million units plus. Uh, that is the best-selling console of all time, released in 2000. It did well. 2000. You know what's funny, though? Well, we don't have to talk about it now. Uh, it, it's okay. funny because the PlayStation, I was just say this, the PlayStation 2, for all its, like, ultimate spot on the list popularity, 
it's actually kind of hard with a couple of exceptions for people to think of games that were must-haves and and 100% classics from that era. Yeah, like you the, could say the, the, the life of that console was insane mm-hmm. and the and the length by which they kept releasing games is mm-hmm. just crazy. It's just hard to pick one out and go, "Oh yeah, I mean you could say uh, Shadow of the Colossus was an amazing game, sure, and Ico is an amazing mm-hmm. game. There's some there's some definitely some exceptions to what I'm saying, but it's not like a Nintendo console where you're like, oh, Ocarina of Time, oh, Mario 64. Like, it just doesn't have that stuff going on. Anyway, it's just an interesting conversation. We should probably have on a boop show one day. All right. Ooh. Um, yeah. um, Scott's turn, and he will now say... Yum, yum. I'm going to... Yum. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> wow. That was the noise Scott was making. I loved it. I'm going to go Nintendo DS. The Nintendo DS. That is the second best-selling uh, console handheld of all time. Uh, released in 2004, 154.02 million units, so just under the uh, the number from the PlayStation just 2. Just under. Just under. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go with the PlayStation Original. Mm. PlayStation Vanilla, right, is the one you're saying? Yep. Right. 1994, 102.49 million units Jeez. for the PlayStation. Not too shabby. Who no. I had at least four of those. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, because they keep freaking breaking. Because I kept modding them. Yeah, baby. Yeah, you Soldering were, them he chips. Was, you were into it. I remember you were a huge modder when you and I met. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stuff you were doing Modded, with the OG baby. Xbox was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'm going to... Put uh, the uh, let's stay in Sony ta- territory and let's say the PlayStation Four, the current gen model is. Uh, Get that one out of the way. Yes, 102 million point uh, eight million units. So just in front of the PlayStation One, PlayStation Four, okay. released in 2013. All right. Seems like so long ago, but uh, right. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna those. keep it easy by saying PlayStation Three. PlayStation 3, let's get it out of the way, too. Uh, just uh, over 87.4 million units, the PlayStation 3, released in 2006. Did you have the uh, the special edition Spider-Man one? No. Anybody? No, no. I, I would have loved to. Yeah, the one, it's funny because it was the exact same logo. The PlayStation 3 logo yeah. was the Spider-Man logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, you PlayStation think Three have a special edition Spider-Man anything, it would be me, but right. I didn't... Uh, Possibly didn't. the ugliest console of all time, the PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. Yes, with that stupid bulge. You could not put anything on top nope. of the freaking Nothing goes on PlayStation top of 3. Yeah. Not level anyway. No, nope, that's true. Uh, let's yeah. get the Game Boy out of the way, the old, the OG Game Boy. Oh. OG Game Boy. Um, the uh, the uh, Wikipedia lists Game Boy and Game Boy Color together, so I'm glad you said one of those first. Oh, good. Uh, I guess you would have had to say one of them because you couldn't say both of them at the same time first. <laughs> 1989 oh. and 1998 for the Game Boy and Game Boy Color together selling 118.69 million units. Okay. Units, units, units. I had a, my favorite one of my favorite consoles was that color because I had Mario Golf on it, and I would I would uh, I had worked at a place that I hated being at, and so I would go to the bathroom and spend a lot of time playing Mario Golf <laughs> on a Game Boy Color. That's awesome. They yeah. probably thought you were doing something else. Probably, <laughs> probably. All yeah. right, Brian, it's on you, buddy. Did you have the yellow one, Scott? Was I it did. The yellow Game Boy I did. Yeah. It was totally yellow. Yeah, have, that's my. Um, it's not here. That's but the my, best one. My I have the clear purple one. My new switch is. Uh, I had the clear purple one as well. My new switch is also yellow. I'm, I always go yellow if they make it. Big, Do you? Big okay. fan. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. love that color. 
It's a my great color. color. It's my color. All right, Brian. All right, Ash, be Dunny. I'm a yeller. <laughs> that way, when you pee on it, you can't see it. I'll, I'm going to go with uh, the Wii. Speaking of pee. Speaking of pee, the Wii. Uh, very good. Yes. Uh, 101.63 million units on the Wii came out in 2006. Wii. All right. Um, I've lost mine, and I'm not too bent out of shape about it. Oh. The 360 is in there. The Xbox 360. The okay. Xbox 360. The very next one on the list, as a matter of fact, 2005. Uh, just over 84 million units on the Xbox 360. Uh, in that era, a highly successful device. Absolutely. Yeah. Another one that you had to constantly replace because of that stupid red ring of death. Yep, I, got, mm-hmm. I, had, I ended mm-hmm. up with three in the end. Three total. Two red rings of death. It sucked. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and a Help. big ass brick yep. that it, it uh, plugged into the wall, like a plug that went to the stupid brick, a big noisy hot brick. Yeah, that and then thing is. That thing. I was sure we were all going to be sterile walking past that thing. It was so big. Hot brick. <laughs> yeah, yes. not good. All right, Dunaway. I'm gonna go with the. How about the SNES? No, wait, wait. I'm gonna go with yes. I'm going with the SNES. <laughs> the SNES. Yeah. Uh, 49.1 million units on the SNES, 1990. Uh, it is on Z-List. You're not going to say where on the list, though, are you? Um, I will, if you want. Uh, one, two, three, because these aren't numbered, unfortunately. Right, because we know it's, uh, is, uh, what did you say the Atari was? 13th, it was... 13th on the list um, out of 17, and you guys have already cleared out the first eight, if that helps. Oh. Okay. I just, I'm worried I'm going to dip below the... Well, there are 17 that exceed the number. So there right, are it's 17 not... that are more than 30 million. Okay. Yes. We've only named eight? Holy Moses. Uh, no, you've named nine. Nine, nine okay. Yeah. We've only named nine? <laughs> I was like, oh, nine. nine. Well, then that's fine. <laughs> oh, nine. Okay. Nine, Schnell. <laughs> um, all right. Did we say the... Um... Ooh, I better be careful here. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is this is more uh, where, you know, what has been said already than a... Than thinking mm-hmm. of consoles that have sold more than thirty million. Well, I know uh, the Xbox One, even though it hasn't, hasn't, you know, didn't do like it did before, and it's in a, yeah. it's in a bad place compared to Sony. I think that one's over thirty. So Xbox One, forty six point nine million units on the Xbox One. Yep, Oof. just over. Uh, Microsoft's uh, box came out in twenty thirteen. Nice. Still a Unit. success. Still a success. Not what they wanted, still but still good. Yeah. What do you got there, right. Dunaway? I was, well, I have one. I keep going. We talked about it, but did we talk about it? Oh, we talked about it, but did yeah. we talk about it? I hate that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, right. Start, right. it starts to be like film sack movies. We don't know if right. we've done it yet. Is it, did, I mean, we talked about the switch, but we didn't say the switch, right? Correct. We have not okay. said the switch. Well, I should tell you that. Oh well, I was going to. I was you. going. Well, I'm sorry. I was going for it anyway. I was going to. Okay, good. Good. Go yeah. say that. million units on the Switch and growing in 2017. Still selling like crazy. 2017 Uh, on the list. 2017 or 2016, I thought. Wasn't that 2016? This says 2017, but. uh, Because Sworn I was playing Zelda in late 2016, playing uh, Breath of the Wild. Could be wrong, maybe. Probably. 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 Um, Yeah, I wonder how the lights are doing. I assume, well. Um, all right, uh, forget about that. How Let's, are the lights? How are the lights? All right, I was a, I was a, I was a hardcore Genesis boy. I have to think that somewhere in the. Oh, top I'm 17. sorry, Scott. 
Shut up. No, <laughs> Sega Genesis. Sega. Yeah. 35 million units. Ooh. 1988. 16th on the list. And the Nintendo Switch came out March 3rd, 2017. Oh my gosh. You probably I'm pre-ordered it. Barely you probably pre-ordered it in 2016. That's pre... Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember. Well, that's good. Then the Switch is newer than we think. <laughs> right. All right. I wasn't listening as well as I should have when Scott was going through his handhelds. And I can't remember if he said it, but I feel like everybody on the planet owned a Nintendo 3DS. Mm. A 3DS. Uh, everybody did. 75.45 million of those were sold. Uh, 2011 is when it came out, the Nintendo Ooh, And 3DS. Scott did not say it. Ooh, he did not say it. Popular device. That's right. Uh we didn't say this one yet, I don't think, or I hope I don't screw this up. But the NES, yeah, is Dang on it. there. Right? That was yeah, the next sure one I was going to go for. Yeah, twelfth uh, on the list. Uh, Sixty-one point nine one million units of those sold, just under the Nintendo 3DS. As a matter of fact, <laughs> we are getting real close here. I'm telling you, I'm going down there my mental are list. Of... Three that you have not said yet. Okay, so I'm going to stay in the Nintendo area because it always usually sells pretty well. I can't think of any big bombs except for the Wii U. I don't think that would be up there. Um, how about um, is it the SNES? Um, did we say the Nintendo 64? I'm going for the Nintendo 64. 64! Nintendo 64. Just over the number 33.93 million. <laughs> I'm just glad Scott didn't say it. Really? That's uh, all yeah. I've had? 1996. Yeah, just barely more than the Oh, yeah, it's earlier generation stuff. Was I like, was um, very, very uh, uh, seesaw on that one. So I'm yeah, glad you took the bullet because I was not that sure. That is the 17th in this list. So the two that you're missing. Ooh, I'll tell you right now. The two that you're missing are... Uh, ninth and tenth, it looks like. Okay. So God, right I mean, we've pretty list. much we've done just almost every Nintendo console that I can think of, or at least I think Scott said them. All right, I'm gonna say uh, the. Uh, oh, this is a risky one, but I can't think of any more, so I'll say the PSP PlayStation Portable. The Ooh, PlayStation Portable? Mm-hmm. Really, Scott? Yeah, that's all I got. Is it? 80 million of those were sold. Ah! Uh, it came out in 2004. That... <laughs> oh! I had, a, I, had the original, I had the original black one, and then I had the, really? uh, uh, like, a... Everybody I knew one. had a PSP. Yeah, like a I had a P- Man, Wait, yeah. Dunaway, didn't I sell you my PSP? Yes, I've owned, like, at least three PSPs, and I could not modify those at all. They had the slim yeah. and the regular big fat, but then the second gen. Holy Moses. Yeah, I sold mine to Dunaway. I forgot about that. So, caller has automatically won. Brian Dunaway oh. can name the last item on the list and uh, and have a clean sweep. Um, but oh, so he so uh, he wins either way. Either Brian gets this wrong and loses, or right. or he gets it right. Uh, he gets and it right, and he wins either way. This is great. Exactly. Okay, Dunaway, yes. give it, give it your best there, bud. Give it, give it, give it. Oh wow! I can't believe I mean, we did we've this. Done all the play. I think I I can't think of any more PlayStations. We did. Oh, it's the one we You're did. also crazy. The people modified the hell out of the PSP. Mm-hmm. No, no, I said I never 
Oh, you never. I did. didn't say. I said didn't say people. It was. It was. It was in my rear view at that point. Oh, I gotcha. I was okay. Modified gotcha. stuff. Sure. I was too busy collecting UMD disc. Yeah. Yeah. Those are. Those really are. Uh, those will get you a lot of yeah. money these days. I had right. uh, Fifth Element and Spider Man on UMD. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Same. I had the exact and the little demo discs yeah. they had in there. And with, the demo disc. Yeah. Right. Still have those somewhere. All I've got left is. Uh, we named all the Xboxes except for the original. I don't think it did that great, but that's all I got. Did it? Xbox did One? Xbox, no, no. no. Xbox Zero. The Xbox One. I'm sorry. Right, the, the Zero. Xbox, yeah, the Xbox, I guess, Zero. Original. Right. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. That's, what, that's what I meant when I said Xbox One. Uh, uh, nope. Sorry. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm curious as to how many of those sold. Let's see. Xbox. Yeah, Could have played this for you. Got that wrong. Uh, it came out in uh, 2001. Sold. Oh, where's the number? Here we go. Xbox console. Uh, sold 24 million, a little over 24 yeah. million. So just under oh! the uh, 2600. I know wow. the one we forgot. I know it. Can I say what it? What is it? Say it. We, the only one we didn't say is the Game Boy Advance, GBA. That's correct. The GBA. Ah, uh, the Game Boy Advance. Why'd you say that one? No. Nope. Nobody said the Game Boy Advance. A little uh, square jobber. All right. No, no, that was the DS. No, so that was the Game Boy Advance. No, no, no. So they, it SP. changed. The, ga- the, the first Game Boy yeah. Advance was like widescreen. Yes. And then, right. well, not widescreen, wide device, and it had no backlight. Uh, you'd buy those yeah, stupid oh, plug in things. They were terrible. And then the, re- the remake of that thing was the clamshell Clam. version. Which was yeah, the SP, SP, and the SP, the SP was still maybe one of the finest designs anyone's I ever made. I love, yeah, the SP, and this one combines the two. By the way, the Game Boy Advance and the SP, because the uh, SP alone sold forty-three million units. Wow. So altogether, it sold eighty-one point five million. I almost said GameCube. Any, Is GameCube anytime? there? Anytime. Or obviously, it's not on the list, but not on the list. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Where is it? Uh, best, best Nintendo, best console. My, my most worldwide. Favorite. 21 million only. It's not wow. great. It's not great. No. It was a rough year for them. Rough yeah. couple of years. I, I had one and loved it, but whatever. Ocarina of, or uh, sorry, Wind Waker is still one of the greatest video games ever made. But here's the best part of all this, and that's this. Hold on. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That means that big, right. big Rob is a winner. Rob, well done, dude. Your faith was well placed, but also uh, uh, you were going to win either way by the end, and that was awesome. Plus, I love the subject. So, nice job. You've just made all our days better, Big Rob. Uh, here's what you have to do, though. If you want all those prizes to come to you, you have to email Brian Coverville at gmail.com. He will send them to you, and uh, you in, uh, will be the happiest true. guy in all of Simi Valley. Congratulations. Yes. All right, brother, man. You have yourself a good day, Brian. Brian. It's been a pleasure. Wow. All right, we'll see you later, man. <laughs> Thanks, Big Rob. Bye. I like Big Rob. I like Big I Rob to, a lot. I want him to be my friend uh, as well. I, I want Big Rob to not leave. He's great. Next time, uh, next time I visit my aunt and uncle in Simi Valley, I'm gonna look up Big Rob, and uh, we're gonna go to a La Torina, La Toritos together. I can't remember the uh, hmm. um, what is that? What's that Mexican restaurant that's only in California? La Tori- Grand Torito? No, La Grand, Torito. Grand Torino. Torino. This is a cranky Grand old Torino. guy next door making tacos. El, El Torito. That's it. El Torito. <laughs> oh, all right. Is Simi, oh, is, a, is that a Spanish thing that I don't know? Simi for the Simi Valley part? I don't know where that comes from. It's, it's S-I-M-I, and I don't know what, where the I'm curious about that. Like, is there, a, is there something that's called a Simi? Is there, like, an animal called a Simi? It, I've always thought it was a Native American name, is it not? Oh, I don't know. My mom used to say Simi, like, if something was Simi, it was, like, sketchy. 
So maybe it means it's a sketchy valley. You got to be careful there. You got to watch out. It's uh, Chumash, he says. Chumash. See me. Chumash. Chumash? Chumash. I don't know. Chumash? Chumash. Which which refers to the stringy, thread-like clouds that typify the region. Oh. Interesting. Oh. Weird. Now they're full of smoke. That's cool. Uh, Done away. We did it. (laughs) Well done. It was a joint effort today. Uh, Kicked butt. Made. Took names. Go enjoy the rest of your half sandwich there. And, I've uh, already eaten it, and we'll, it was delicious. And we're looking wow. forward to uh, this weekend when we'll do Film Sack together again. I forgot what we're doing with our movie this weekend. Uh, it's Dante's oh, Peak. Dante's Peak. Dante's I'm excited. Pico. Look I'm, at it. I'm, I'm, Dante's Pico de Gallo. <laughs> I'm actually excited about that one because I feel like I've, row, I'm not even sure row, I've seen the whole row thing. Row your boat. Yeah, row Gently. your boat. Oh, that's right. There's a lot of boat rowing in that, isn't there? No, it's not too long, but yeah, it's in there. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of boat rowing in, it, Dante's, in Dante's Peak. <laughs> Somehow I have that in my head. Dunaway, okay. stay out of trouble. All right. The Brian Dunaway on Twitter. Bye. Have a good one. Twitter All bye. right. Uh, we need to take a break. When we come back, Tom Merritt will be here. We also have recommendals coming up with Nicole. So stick around for that. Brian's got music, though, before. What do you got? Yes. A brand new single from a musician uh, named Poppin' Jean. P-O-P-P-O-N-G-E-N-E. Uh, this is the third single uh, taken from her upcoming EP. Uh, she produced this in, cl- in collaboration with Tim Harvey, who also does uh, works with the band's Real Feelings, Jade Imagine, and Emma Louise. This is a pop elegy for relationship, frustrated, but ultimately, ex- ultimately accepting. I love the pop sound on this. Um, she's just got a great vocal. And uh, I can't remember if we've played the other single from this EP, but I totally love it. Anyway. It's Poppin' Jean, and the song is Wet Towel.
Greetings, fair listeners. It's me, Scott Johnson, to take a moment to talk to you about the days when you were always ready to go. Yeah, that's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's like the color blue, blue, B-L-U-E, you know, blue, and then chew.com. Brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. I'm saying those both wrong, right? Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And because they're chewable, they'll work up to twice as fast as some sort of pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is a prescribed online product and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. They are uh, made right here in the USA. And since Blue Chew appears, or excuse me, prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com and the promo code TMS. Try it for free. They're better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them. Well, one thing you can consider is looks. Woody thought of Janice and how good-looking she was. He'd really have to rate to date somebody like her. Yes, he'd enjoy that. Except, well, it's too bad Janice always acts so superior and bored. She'd make a fellow feel awkward and inferior. Tick-tock! 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 This is the morning stream. We're gonna need a new plan. All right, we're back, everybody. Yeah, I love this guy. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. We're back. We're doing it. We're making it happen. We got another guest to bring in here. His name's Tom Merritt. It's Wednesday. We got to pull him in. I haven't done that yet. Running a tiny bit late. He probably is aware. He's probably in the chat. He often is. Probably. And, uh, probably. Probably. Now we'll play probably. this. With the computer as oh, you're black. Tool, the concept and direction must come from the man. <laughs> that, I was going to say that black man. That's no good. What am I doing here? That man <laughs> is Tom Merritt. He is, uh, of course, of the Daily Tech News Show and of the technology in general. He is here today, like he is every Wednesday, to talk about the latest in tech news. Tom, how are you doing? Well, the uh, the first thing I woke up to this morning was a uh, text message in all caps from uh, my dear friend Allison Sheridan, host of the Nosilicast podcast, mm-hmm. podfeet.com, mm-hmm. saying, It's here! Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, meaning the 16 inch MacBook Pro. Oh. Uh, Allison and I, kind of over the years, have fallen into lockstep in upgrading our laptops. Uh, and, and so we were both eagerly awaiting. Uh, a chance to not only upgrade a laptop, but also get a new keyboard. Uh, the big thing with the 16-inch MacBook Pro, well, the big thing, I guess, is the 16-inch screen in the 15-inch body mm. uh, because they reduced the bezels, but also a brand-new keyboard that's scissor switch, not butterfly. Mm. Uh, where's, where's my, uh, yeah, where's my uh, applause? There we go. Yay, <laughs> finally. They fixed it. Cool. And they've got the touch bar on this one, right? Yes, there is a touch bar uh, with an escape key, mm. a, a physical escape key. I, oh, I said good. it in a way that made it sound like there was an escape key on the touch bar, which everyone's like, yeah, we already knew yeah, that. It's already got uh, a stupid escape key. No, no, yeah, there's a physical escape key to the left uh, of the touch bar now. 
Cool. Touch bar still there. The fingerprint ID switch is still there. They also made the uh, the arrow keys uh, T shaped again. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah, I like a good T shape because they were right. You got uh, on mine. Yeah, they were like a block with the up and down half size and the left and right full yeah. size. So I can retire my hat that said "Make arrow keys T shaped again." <laughs> what color was that hat, by the way? I was like puce. I think. I don't know. <laughs> oh, puce. I Maxa. love. I, I like Maxa. A, I like make a good arrow puce. keys T shaped again. Maxa. <laughs> well, it could be Maxa. Make Mac arrow keys. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's great is we're finally. No, that makes it too hard. We're, we're finally back in a place where the. You know, large form factor, but in a smaller case. But not since the tw- not since the uh, 17-inch old MacBook Pro back in the day mm. have we gotten this big. Also, this makes me wonder if this is the direction I should go because I've been having this fight. Like my, I'm I'm getting a little long in the tooth. 2013s when I last upgraded. Yeah, I've been measuring your teeth. Yeah, thank you. And uh, the problem is, uh, MacBook or the excuse me, Mac Pros, the new cheese grater thing that's not out yet, right. uh, is completely overpriced and out of my range. The other one, the other option for a more pro level thing is a is a uh, iMac Pro, which is also way too expensive. Yeah. Instead, you can get a MacBook Pro, which is also way too expensive. also no. way too expensive. So that what I mean, is this thing uh, like starting at twenty three or not to interrupt? I'll, I'll just want to throw this in here. The MacBook Pro sixteen inch replaces the fifteen inch and starts at the same price twenty three ninety nine. Okay. So even though it's expensive, it's not more expensive than the fifteen inch. All right, it's and that's my my point is that's still a lot lower than any starting point for those other two desktop solutions. So. I'm I'm kind of kind of eyeballing. Yes, if, you're, if you're comparing it to more expensive Apple machines, it is less expensive. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, this is mostly a mental game that I'm playing yeah, with yeah. myself. But uh, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. You've you've kind of piqued my interest. But I didn't know that they had they announced a date and or was this sudden? Nope. Okay. They uh, they the uh, Mark Gurman uh, who who is really good with this sort of thing uh, leaked yesterday that the 16 inch MacBook Pro might launch any day. Mm-hmm. There'd been tons of rumors that they were going to launch it, but when they didn't do an October announcement, a lot of folks assumed, well, I guess they're going to launch it after the first of the year. Uh, but instead, it looks like what Apple did was say, you know what, we want Apple TV Plus to get all the attention, uh, so we're not going to do an October announcement. And instead, the things they would have had in an October announcement are are just trickling out, like AirPods Pro, the MacBook Pro 16-inch, and uh, they also an- announced today that December, they confirmed that December is when the new Mac Pro and the Pro Display XDR will ship. Mm. Up to eight terabytes of SSD in this thing? Right! Oh, my wow. gosh. Oh, uh, usually, my That's main amazing. driver for upgrading a laptop, my main, not main, main driver. It's usually processing speed is my main driver. But the main thing I look for is, can I get more storage mm-hmm. built into my laptop? And, man, can you with this? Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bleed you dry. I think it's uh, max price if you max out everything is six thousand ninety nine dollars. Yeah, but you don't have to go that high. I mean, that's maxing out sixty four gigabytes of RAM. That's maxing out eight terabytes of storage. Uh, There, there are lots of less less expensive options in between. You could also do some pretty, you know, pretty convenient Thunderbolt three based external storage and some other stuff if you wanted to do that. Totally. but but I always want it built in, so I went with four terabytes. Oh my, that's a nice jump, nice. dude. I wonder if I can get an, uh, one of those drive upgrades for my. Uh, I have the new the MacBook Pro, but the previous whatever fourteen inch with the Touch Bar. Is that oh, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if I can get. I'll have to see if that's a, an available upgrade for mine. Yeah. Well, be. yeah, and going back to the size again, uh, it is the same size body as the 2015 15 inch MacBook Pro. So it's a tiny bit bigger 
than the most recent MacBook Pro. Mm -hmm. Okay. For me, it's a uh, for me, it's a lot. It's always about. Um, I shouldn't say it's always about this, but it's almost always about RAM because Mac OS loves RAM. It's kind um, of me too. I always max out the RAM. I just kind of take a deep breath and go, okay, max out the RAM. Now what else can I afford? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, uh, I'm pretty excited about it just because I have another option now to consider. I didn't know this was going to happen so quick. I thought this was like a 2020 thing. So that surprised me. Yeah, I think we all did uh, until, until German, you know, dropped that little bomb yesterday afternoon uh, after Daily Tech News Show. And I thought, oh, well, maybe we'll get it this week. And then it came the, the very next morning, uh, along with that news about the December release of the Mac Pro and the Pro display xr uh mac pro starts at six thousand dollars if that's if you were wondering why scott was saying mm -hmm. it's way too expensive starts uh, but that's at, cheaper than the maxed out 16 inch macbook pro that's that's that true way, but if you max out that cheese grater that thing's like 12 grand or something oh yeah no yeah. it's ridiculous it's ridiculous and of course don't forget the pro display xdr uh that that'll cost you um five thousand dollars or six thousand dollars with the matte coating and doesn't give you the stand or the visa mount yeah that's another thousand by the way it's uh, yeah, nine hundred ninety nine dollars for the stand, one hundred ninety nine dollars for the Visa mount. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I mean, honestly, the <laughs> iMac Pro is kind of the best Pro solution right now. If I'm, you know, if I'm sort of honestly evaluating all of this, my biggest complaint or problem is that they are definitely leaning into here's consumer division, it's all pretty affordable. Here's Pro division, it's out of this planet mm -hmm. expensive. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. at least the notebook straddles something in the middle there a little bit. More, more than, you know, more than some of these other options. So I don't know. I just so have to I, think about this. I looked, I looked at the 16-inch MacBook Pro right up today, and they were very much saying this is for professionals. If you are a developer, if you're a video editor, if you're a photographer, that kind of stuff, this is for you. And I, I've been feeling that Apple sort of was shying away from the professional market, as we were all saying for a while, uh, because they thought, well, this stuff's just too expensive to justify for a consumer. Then they felt the cries of the professional market saying, well, screw you, Apple. I'm going to go buy Windows and realize we're giving up a market there if we don't lean into it. So I almost feel like Apple is developing two lines now in their messaging. One is this is for you, the consumer who just wants to create. This is for the professional. And that's that's why you're seeing these high prices, but but great specs mm -hmm. uh, on, on things like the Mac Pro and the MacBook Pro. They're saying this isn't for consumers, which is kind of a new thing for Apple. Yeah, in a honest. lot of ways, they have they the, the specs are bumped way up past what they would normally be at the levels we're used to in like past iterations of Mac Pro and things like that. And uh, this notebook seems to be also following that and also that keyboard is better uh, dude, uh yeah feeling... uh, already the reviews uh the reviewers have only had this thing for a day but already the reviewers are are saying that the keyboard is because they went back to scissor switch yeah uh they're saying that the, this thing is much better it's got a tiny bit less travel than the butterfly keyboard but it's apparently much more responsive all right well ugh, i don't want to even think about this today <laughs> uh is the 13 inch this is also why i haven't upgraded my laptop in a, this is the longest uh, upgrade cycle I've had on a laptop in a long time. I usually go about 18 months mm -hmm. uh, because I either max out something or, or, or just need to get, you know, to try something new. Mm -hmm. This time I'm not really in it to try anything new. It's just that my my old laptop is is several years old now. So, Showing its age, um, yeah. Well, I could say my, my, I bought the trash can thing in 2013 and it's just now starting to be like, oh, okay, time to maybe start looking. And they, so, you know, I get lots of longevity out of these guys. I know you pay premium prices, blah, blah, blah. And there's people right now listening who hate Apple and don't care about this conversation. But I'm sure. just saying 
uh, as a as a Mac production unit user type person, this this is now a, a this is now on my radar. Whereas last week I was feeling kind of lost on what I was going to do. Well, and where I'm looking at it is I I am right now talking to you from a four year old Mac Mini mm-hmm. that is feeling its age. Yeah, uh, I could take my laptop and and use that instead of the Mac Mini. I could take my Windows machine, which is perfectly uh, wonderful, mm-hmm. uh, and use that. Uh, but I, I would like to keep the laptop and the production machine separate. And right. so I think this is how I justify that. Right. And part of me is like, I just want to plunk it down, shut the lid, plug a Thunderbolt splitter off yep. into it and just mm-hmm. use it as a core machine. I don't use know. Use it as a core machine. Yeah. Yep. That exactly. I can take I if I need to. That's what I want to do with this. Yeah. I can take it somewhere if I need to. So that way I've got a laptop. Actually, I've got a Chromebook. So I don't know. I may give this one to Roger or something, but I've got a, I've got a laptop for around the house use. I just keep that new 16 inch MacBook Pro as my production machine. And then when I travel, I just take the production machine with me. See? Right? It's yeah. All it's not like you don't everything. have to dupe everything. You just have it all with you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what right. I'm thinking. Also, did you hear about Sony bringing back cartridges for the PS5? No, I missed this. <laughs> really? Is this for real? Oh, we're right ra- we into them? time. I'm uh, sorry. You'll have to tune into DTNS. Uh, no, real quickly, there's a pa- it's a patent, so who knows? Okay. Uh, but it is intriguing. The idea of the patent is to uh, have proprietary, because it's Sony, going back to their roots, yeah. uh, proprietary solid-state drives that you could slot in and out from an accessible <coughs> solid-state drive port on the PS5. Oh, look at yeah, these look like cart- like carts. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Hey, game cartridges. I think the idea is you you do all your downloadable stuff on them for for a particular game or two, maybe. Yeah, it's additional uh, drives, if basically. You're like, oh, I'm maxed out on space. You just swap in a different drive for a different game. Yeah, it's it's like cartridges with massive capacity that you would still kind of use as cartridges except it's just like stuff you've downloaded yeah. that's amazing all right uh that's yeah cool. more on that today on dtns i'll be on that episode so looking forward to it today that's at 2 30 mountain time uh go check out the dailytechnewshow.com for details tom Merritt, anything else you want to mention uh no uh if there if there are folks who who like independent tech news uh that that's driven only by what we think uh, and our own opinions, and is just run by three scrappy folks uh, who, who want to bring you the tech news, then uh, support us. Patreon.com slash DTNS. That sounds fantastic. Tom Merritt, everybody. Ace Detect on Twitter. Have a good one. We'll see you today. Later. See you, Tom. Or later today, as they say in English. Later today. Today, later. Um, all right. So let's do this. Here's the other thing I want to say real quick about hard drives. Sure. I'm done with spinning drives forever. I don't ever want another spinning drive. I want SSD until I'm <laughs> yeah. dead. So yeah. don't even give me no hybrid drives. Don't give me none don't of that. Make don't make it an option. It's not even an option anymore. And I know it's not, you know, it's the, the prices are way down on SSD more than they ever have been. But I know they're also not perfect yet. But I am telling you, screw you, spinning drives. Screw yeah. you. And the drive you wrote in on. There you go. Their little spindle thing that has to be in the right place. And if you bump it too hard, you lose data. F that. What are we talking? This is like using a phone or something, like an old dial, exactly. dial phone. What the heck is that kind of technology? 7,200 RPMs. No place in, in today's world. Sit, sit and spin on this spinning drive. Right. All right. Well, I've had my way. We done? The... Do we have, uh... <laughs> have we stalled long enough for you to get Nicole? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Let's see here. Uh, there she is. She's showing us online. She'll be joining us shortly, shortly, and uh, we will dive in deep with Nicole time if she answers. Oh, she's there. Hi, Nicole. I'm right there. Oh, hi. 
There she is. Yeah, she, Wait, I'm playing this did. now. Hey, you guys, check it out. Nicole Spag, all the way from also Colorado, joining us awesome. today. Uh, it's good to have you here. How the heck are you? I'm doing much better. Yeah. I uh, got over that cold, and uh, yeah. You, you and Brian had a similar kind of cold. It was like a four-day like uh, thing, and then you guys were it good. killed we, my throat. We haven't made out for months, so it couldn't come from that. <laughs> Mark! Well, I was just thinking the other day, Brian. I'm like, I haven't seen you in forever. Um, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, you moved here to Colorado just to be near me. And uh, how much time have we spent together? None. How far? We spend one at least at least twenty some some odd minutes together every we week. Have, we have our virtual time. Yes. <laughs> how how far away is like the drive? If I had to drive. Half an hour. An hour? No. Oh, that's yeah, half, half an hour. hour. No, half, half an hour. Half oh, an hour. I thought you said an hour. Yeah. No, no, it's no, like no, a half, half an hour. hour. Yeah. In fact, we were up by it you. There's a, a little red uh, on airline on the top of it too. <laughs> we were at Duluth in Golden. Duluth. Oh, Duluth uh, Beer. No, uh, Duluth Trading Company. Duluth Trading Company. Okay. Yeah. Wait, so we went there, there, and they're what? a sponsor of ours. So we're like, oh. hey, let's go to the store and check it out. It's actually oh. a really cool store. And you didn't say, hey, we're in your neighborhood. Uh, let's let's grab a coffee or something. Oh, thanks. Our Fine. kids yeah. are crazy. I mean, we're oh. they're at that age where, especially Ava, she just turns on a dime, mm-hmm. and so she's like a little time bomb yep. that right, I'm well, waiting you know. for her to blow. Yep. And then the kids were hungry, and no, oh, I want chicken. Oh. I'm like, oh, just get out we've of here. Got, we've got rooms that we can lock from the outside that don't have any expensive electronics in them. Uh, we can make this work. Do the kids often say, "I want chicken"? I love that. Is that a thing? Uh, Mateo. Like chicken fingers, chicken nuggets. Yeah, popcorn chicken is is his thing right oh, now. Oh man, chicken. I am with that kid. I used to love popcorn chicken. <laughs> I could eat it now, but won't because I can't eat fried yeah. food anymore. Um, but yes, Brian, we need to get together soon. Yes. Please. Yeah, I'm get sure. on that, you guys, because it's like a ten hour drive for me. I'm not coming out there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, all right. Well, Nicole, it is uh, time for our our weekly uh, uh, foray into uh, recommendals. We take stuff from uh, services that we like. And we play them right here on the show. Now, as tradition dictates, Brian begins this here mess. And uh, Brian, I've got a clip for you here. Do you have any setup for this? Play the... No, no I'm just going to say this is a brand new nine, uh, 2019, 1920, 2019 film uh, that just started streaming. And it's uh, cute and it's a lot of fun. All right. Well, here it is. Enjoy. Maybe it's a prank. A YouTube thing. A social experiment. Maybe there were hidden cameras. Look. Something written on the guard. Put it into Google Translate. Gladius Arturi Filius Tintageli. It's Latin. It means Sword of Arthur, son of Tintagel. Who's Tintagel? It's a place. An island off the coast of Cornwall. Some people say it's where King Arthur was born. Alex, what if you're the only person who could have pulled that sword out? What if it's, what if it's the sword in the stone? <laughs> I heard this was good. I haven't, I don't remember the name. Say the name. What's the name? 
The, the name is The Kid Who Would Be King. Yeah, I heard uh, this was Netflix. Like better than it's, it's supposed to be. HBO kind of thing. Now or HBO oh, Go. Okay. Um, this is a really cute retelling of sort of not really retelling, but like a modern day uh, King Arthur, Sword in the Stone, Excalibur thing. Mm. And um, it's got this your year, Patrick huh? Stewart in it. Yeah, it just came out in January. This would be totally appropriate for Mateo. I mean, oh, there's yeah. some there's some skeleton monsters that uh, chase them a little. You know, that might be that might mm-hmm. be the scariest part of it, but I think that they'd probably be okay. Yeah, I bet you he would like this. Um, and it stars uh, basically the only person you've ever heard of is Patrick Stewart, is uh, Captain Picard. However, you've also he's Merlin, got right. Uh, he's Merlin. He's old Merlin. They've got an old Merlin and young Merlin. I thought you said and... he plays Captain Picard in this. I was like, what? Wait, <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, that would be great. Wouldn't it be awesome? <laughs> wow. uh, however, the main kid is this uh, kid named uh, Louis Circus, who is the son of Andy Circus. Oh, oh, cool. The main, the main character is uh, Andy Circus's uh, kid. That's and cool. he's really good. He's he's great. Uh, he's great, this thing. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's super cute. Tina's like, let's watch that. I wanted to see that. And I'm like, all right, I wanted to watch something with nudity and violence and gore, but okay. <laughs> Can't always get what you want, Brian. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, so no, you just got is, the nudity it's... then. Oh, wait. This just movie got the... <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but it's it's uh, it's really cool. It's, um, you know, it's it's a fun, it's pretty much what you'd expect, but there's there's a lot of fun stuff in there. And uh, um, uh, totally worth checking out. The Kid Who Would Be King. I kept calling it the boy who would be king, and when you're searching for that, you don't find it. But the kid who would be king, and it's an uh, HBO. Well, around around or HBO now. Right, right. Uh, Around these parts, the word on the street was that it was uh, way better than it had any right to be, and felt um, like an an earnest attempt to do a kind of a Harry Potter style thing, but with you know more traditional um, material, like not you know it's based on Arthurian legend and that. And then it actually totally came nice. off well. The kids are good actors. Like you, you buy into mm-hmm. it. Like I, I like that. I like when something like that can happen. So yeah, and it I'll doesn't feel cheap and lame and you know like money grab. Let's just get some kids into theaters kind of thing. It feels heartfelt and and uh, and really well produced. Well done. Well, I have good cool. news for you guys before I play my thing. Um, Nicole, you're responsible for this ultimately, I think. But Brian also Yay. reinforced it. Uh, <laughs> finally got down to watching. I think I mentioned it on Monday as well, but I started oh, watching yes. Life in Pieces. And that show is amazing. And Isn't it? Really funny. Like, yeah. Maybe one of the funniest comedies, maybe ever. I don't know. I, it's so funny that I, uh, finding out that they canceled that for four seasons just depresses me to, all, to no end. Did they cancel it? I didn't they, hear that. They did, yeah. Uh, May 10th, it got canceled in the last you know, season. Mm. The last season kind of closes things out pretty well okay because i started watching a new show called the unicorn that has uh boyd from uh justified in it oh uh, and the mom from life in pieces showed up and i said oh no did her show get canceled which mom from life in pieces uh (laughs) she's uh marie the the doctor's wife okay that's marie from uh yes so she shows up in the unicorn and i was like hank's wife too (laughs) yeah hank's wife. i always think of her just hank's wife but she's really she's really funny she's really she's really funny funny. and she bounced around from so many shows after breaking bad like she was on that michael j fox thing as his wife and then on life in pieces as his wife and then now on uh (laughs) she's everybody's wife she's she's Uh, she's great 
Yeah. Dan Bakadal, by the way, is the guy who was on. Uh, he was the dentist on on Life in Pieces. He's the really foul mouthed uh, guy on on Veep. Mm. The dude is is fantastic, Dan Bakadal. Yeah, he's great. I love that show. I so really funny. like Have you gotten it. Gotten to the, but... the uh, Cheeto doll yet? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I laughed so hard. <laughs> It's, it is, I, oh, right, I'm, Gina, I'm telling yes. you right now, I can be in the house, it'd be at night or something, things are quiet, some, you know, kids are at work or something, and I'm like taking care of the dogs, and I will hear Kim in the other room laughing hysterically out of nowhere. <laughs> she is, she, it's her favorite thing. She freaking loves it. So I guess oh, we have you awesome. to thank for the recommendation, and it sucks that it's, you know what it reminds me of, and it was only two seasons for that, but it reminds me of Better Off Ted, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was also an incredibly funny show. I'm telling you, network TV doesn't deserve these shows. They need to go somewhere else and get them made and make mm-hmm. them longer than four seasons because that is a shame. That thing's not going to be yeah. on anymore. And Colin Hanks is wonderful. He's so show. good. Every yeah. time he yells, he sounds like his dad. It's cracking us up. <laughs> yeah, Cracking us up. Anyway, good all right. Uh, I'll now play a clip. I, I kind of gave this away. I think on Monday to Brian, but I'll play it anyway and see if anyone can figure it out. Here's a little taste. Stand by for liftoff. Three, two, one. Oh, I'll probably get pulled from YouTube this music. This is a live <laughs> signal. Is this really happening? The Russians put the first man on the moon. All right. Instead of getting in trouble. For- oh, is this yeah. a high castle thingy? <laughs> high castle space. Yeah. Um, man in the high spaceship. <laughs> it's called uh, For All Mankind. It's on Apple TV Plus. Oh, and- I thought it was the alternative universe of like Russia taking over. Well, it kind of is. So mm-hmm. it was so okay. so you're not too far off the bat. So so I love Man in the High Castle, but that's the, that whole thing is with the uh, if the Germans won World War Two, oh, and okay, then okay. what the alternate history from that. This is. Uh, if the Russians landed on the moon first, what, what, then what sort of thing. And I'm only an episode in, so I can't really speak to the entirety of the episode or to the series. I'm not even sure episode two's out yet. Maybe it is. I'll have to check. Uh, but this is a brand new, this is that brand new show on one of the Apple, Apple TV plus things uh, called for all mankind. It's a Ron Moore joint. You know him from Battlestar Galactica. And most recently that uh, sex show, what was it called? All the people going back in time. The sex show. Yeah, we're doing it oh, all the time. Outlander. 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 Yeah. Um, before that, before that, there was like you know he was Star Trek dude. Uh, started both DS9 and and Voyager and and wrote for TNG. Like that's kind of his thing. But anyway, uh, this has got Joel Kinnaman in it, who you all know from uh, all sorts of things, including the RoboCop remake. But I can't think of anything else. All of a sudden, uh, oh, the killing. Uh, that that sci-fi thing that's on uh, oh a carbon altered carbon uh, that was on Netflix last year. Anyway, he's really great. Oh, great! Yeah. Excuse me, Sarah Jones is great. Um, do you know the guy who's the sheriff's second in command on uh, True Blood? Oh, let's see if I can yes. find the guy. He's just kind of schlubby, and is it Chris Bauer? Oh, the bald guy. The uh... yes. Yes. Here, here he and is. He, Chris Bowers, his name. Always plays a angry dude. Yeah, yeah. he's always just going. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He was on True Blood. He was on The Wire. He was on Third Watch. Like the guy's been around forever. Mm-hmm. He plays Deke Slayton, who's this uh, dude in charge of stuff at NASA, and he is revelatorily good in this. Mm. Like, very good, and does not play his typical. He's still a little grouchy, but it's not like 
the true blood grouchy. Um, anyway, I really liked that first episode. I found it really intriguing and and kind of uh, I don't know how to put this. Like we all just live in the shadow of hey, we were first, so that's cool. That that meant we won that part of the space race, and 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 that gave us. You know, uh, during the Cold War, and certainly in the thick of the Cold War, that really gave us a lot of talking points. Hey, America did it first. We did it first. We're awesome. Russia kind of sucks. They were late. Like when that narrative changes in the show and you realize that it's the other way, it's just kind of heartbreaking. Like you're like, and and I think that's the point of the show. It's going to explore things like national pride and Mm -hmm. whether that's even a thing or whether it should be a thing and and now what are people willing to do to try to get ahead again? And will they do dirty, dirty business to get there and dirty deeds, dirty deeds dark business? Like it's it's kind of fascinating so far. So uh, I'm going to recommend it on just first glance. I, I like I say, I haven't seen the whole season, so I can't really say. And but that's so part far, of the Apple. Yeah, it's one of their original. Apple TV plus. Yeah. yeah. Of, of all it's, the it's interesting the how many shows are coming out on that, because Mark's watching a show from there, too, that uh, C. With, oh uh, yeah, J- is it Momoa? Jason Momoa? Momoa? Oh, wait, we should have let her. Yeah, let her. Why did I step in? Yeah. <laughs> what is it, Momoa? She so, she so would have called no, him you got Jason it right. Mimosa. Yeah, she you were gonna say if I Jason said anything. Mimosa. It would be Jason <laughs> Mimosa. <laughs> Damn it! Why did I have to intervene? It's Momoa. It's Momoa. Yes. Momoa. Yeah. Now, actually, now I'm starting to question myself. Hold on, Jason. Momoa. Momoa. Yeah. But he's in it. He's and everybody's blind. Right. And yeah. so Mark is describing this show to me. I'm like, this sounds like a terrible show mm. because everybody's going to be beautiful and they can't see. Mm-hmm. So. Like, so what's the point of being beautiful? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, no, it's just it's not realistic. If you can't see other people, you're not going to comb your hair. Right. You're not going to do any of that stuff. <laughs> no, that's a fair point. Right. I mean, I, yeah. I've heard mixed things about it. I love the concept of, yeah. I like weird genre stuff where they're like, hey, what if everybody was blind, but then someone came along who could see? What does that do to society? Like, that's an interesting premise to me. From what yeah. I've heard, though, in execution, it's just a little too WB. Everyone's hot, you know. Yeah, I caught a glimpse of it, and it it does feel very WB to me. Mm, so that's unfortunate. It's weird, but uh, yeah, they've got a few. I mean, they and some there's critical acclaim for the their morning show thing, which I don't like because of the name. But. <laughs> Monkey bananas just made me laugh. Your hair looks pretty to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. That's weird, but funny. Anyway, uh, I anyway, I sorry. think this might be the most intriguing entry. Although I I certainly haven't checked everything out, so I can't really say. Um, but between this and the launch of Disney Plus, I'm sort of confused about what's what's even on anything. Too much. There's just too much right now. It's a good too much though. You how, get to is choose. Is that how people felt when there were only three channels, four channels, I guess, with Fox? <laughs> no. And, like, and, cable came, cable. and cable came out, and they're like, "What people, do I do?" People don't even yeah. know until they. The problem with cable is you were forced down a road of like contract and all channels you didn't yeah. care about and all of that. In this case, it's like you can totally pick and choose. Even then there's still going to be choice paralysis. It's like, oh, yeah. geez, what do I really want to spend my time with? Um, I think that's a real that's a real issue. But uh, Have you talked yeah. about Disney Plus yet? Nah, a little bit. I So I've been watching The Simpsons back-to-back just in the background yeah. because that was my first plan when I got that service, so I've been doing that since yesterday. Uh, and that's been great. Did you watch The Mandalorian? Not yet. I was going to do that last watched, night. Brian uh, watched half. half of it. And I'm really, oh. really liking it so far. Yeah. We watched all of it last night. It was Did you? so good. 
I know. I'm so excited that that's that everybody's telling me how great it is. I'm so happy to hear that. I was worried. I just want to be deeper in that world. And I feel like this very episodic way and it's, you know, it moves a little slow, but it's okay. I'm, I'm, I loved it. I can't Mm -hmm. wait. Space Western. That's what I want. That sounds, yeah. And Star Wars. It's a perfect combo. Essential Tremor says the promo for the show I'm talking about makes it look like this astronauts are women. What? I don't understand that. They have like actual people. Like it's, it's John Glenn and, well, I don't mean it's the actual people, but it's it's people right. playing <laughs> actual historical figures. Like they didn't change any of that. It's not like suddenly, you know, Chuck Yeager are is the Russian suddenly... astronauts. Are the Russian astronauts women? No, they're dudes. I don't know uh, what he's talking it's about. It's kind of like that documentary that um, they explored the South winning oh. and like what happened to everyone. So that was supposed. That- so uh, you you know that so the Benioff and Weiss guys that did Game of Thrones, their next. Do you remember that big controversial announcement? Because they announced this. They were going to do an HBO show that was, had the South won. Now let's go into the, now let's do a show about what that means. They were going to do an alternate history thing and people really balked at it because, well, A, it's a couple of white guys writing the show. um, And then they ended up not doing it. But But this was done in a documentary style. um, And it was kind of, you know, goofy uh, of sorts. But I remember... I can't remember where I was watching it, but I, I just kind of happened upon it. And I was like, what the heck am I watching? Because it was like Lincoln was arrested and hmm. it was weird. It was so weird. weird. Well, just yeah. just to I, finish this out with the central tremor, he says, OK, this is what it looked like to, on the trailer. The, tra- the thing is, it's set in the 60s with like all the people that were there. So it's not like. They're not, this isn't a show where they go, what if all the astronauts were ladies? I know, yeah. It's I not, you may have watched something else. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what he's talking about. That's really weird to me. <laughs> it's, I mean, there are women in the show. If that, is that what you're asking? There's like some wives. It makes it look like there were women in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Brian, I've heard rumors that there were women in the 60s, but I don't want to. I, I, I can tell you there were. Yeah. Anachronism is what it is. It's an anachronism. Uh, well, anyway, let's uh, let's go to Nicole. Nicole, what do you have All for right. us today? Um, so back on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. I if you do have it, I would ex- encourage you to explore the old cartoons. Uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck, DuckTales. They did an amazing job yep. converting these to HD. They look cool. so good. Are you okay? I got to ask you this because The Simpsons unfortunately or fortunately depending how you look at it all of the seasons before they went widescreen in 2000 or whatever it was have been Mm -hmm. cropped to be widescreen that's what they did with these two. so these have been cropped and a lot of people are pissed about this yeah because there's apparently some jokes in the simpsons stuff where you don't see stuff on the outside of the screen on the sides of the screen that you'd normally yeah um, like it's so it's it's, so it's top and bottom yeah and one of them for example is in the duff beer factory Mm -hmm. there's a a light, a Duff light, and a regular Duff beer giant, giant uh, thing while they're doing a tour through the brewery. And so there's these big giant tanks, and one says Duff mm-hmm. and Duff light, and the pipes coming down to them in the crop version <laughs> doesn't look like anything. It just looks like these have pipes. But if you yeah. get rid of the crop, there's the one one pipe that comes and then right goes to the same two places, yeah. which is a totally small, you know, throwaway gag. Yeah. No one's gonna really even they think about it. it. But yeah. it's gone because they crop all that top and bottom out. It's like reverse, uh, what do they call that? Reverse letterboxing. 
Gotcha. Anyway, yeah, I don't know how I don't know how people feel about it in general. I can say that after about twelve episodes of that, just playing and you know watching, mm-hmm. I'm not really caring that it's cropped. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah, really having sure. an issue, and I kind of prefer I prefer the ratio, you know, over over four by three. But yeah, over having the so the, in your case, Nicole, probably the same yeah. is probably fine, right? It's okay. Yeah. The other thing, by the way, I've heard is uh, episode four, Star Wars episode four, New Hope, uh, brings the McClunky. Uh, edit to the Han and uh, Greedo fight. Wait, the crappy so, one? No, no. It's so it's the one where so they shoot at the same time, but Han hits Greedo. Yeah. Um, and uh, but right before Han shoots him, <laughs> Greedo goes, "My clunky." And then <laughs> <laughs> we started to watch New Hope after we watched the. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go watch the go watch at least that scene where Greedo like it's it's the you know the Greedo voice McClunky. Did they say McClunky? That's amazing. McClunky. All right, I'm in to to yeah. this. Uh, yeah, I wondered about that because I saw they were all there, but I didn't know which edits they were. So yeah, interesting. Uh, I will also encourage you. One of the things that I watched when I we had the Disney Channel. We get home and watch the Disney Channel, and they would always show like old Kurt Russell Disney movies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder if they're going to have them. And they do. Mm. So the computer wore tennis shoes yeah. and the strongest man in the world. Mm-hmm. If you want to see a very, very young Kurt <laughs> Russell uh, in a silly comedy, those are the two for you. Aren't I think those great? Classics. I love them. I love them. Yep. I love them. I love those movies. So, yeah, I'm look, I'm waiting for the world's greatest athlete. That was one I remember seeing as a kid, at least twice in theaters. And for whatever reason, it was the Disney movie, the live action Disney movie that uh, uh, my mom kept dragging me to. And uh, <laughs> wait, what's that one called? What it's the... called, the world's greatest athlete. And um, is that Kurt Russell? No, no. Oh. I'm trying to remember who the it, it is. Somebody who um, went on to do other things. Let's find it here. The world's greatest athlete. Uh, oh, here it is. 73 American feature Walt yeah, Disney. John, Jan Michael Vincent was the guy. So it's almost like a Tarzan story where they pull this guy out of out of the jungle and it's uh, Jan Michael Vincent, mm-hmm. uh, Tim Conway, uh, Roscoe Lee Brown. And, and he turns out to be this amazing athlete that can like run faster than anybody and he's stronger than anybody and of course he can swing on vines faster than anybody. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, look at this. I, so I've... Dice to Matt. Go ahead. Dice Tomato, yes. The Flight of the Navigator is in Disney Plus as well. Oh, so. well, now FilmSack has no there. excuses left. We got to watch it. Yeah. Uh, that's great. I did. I noticed a whole bunch of stuff I forgot were Disney productions. Like, I love the movie know, Miracle, right? the, the hockey game, um, Russia versus U.S. Miracle thing from the 80s. Well, it wasn't made in the 80s, but I love that. Speaking of, uh, uh, what's his name? I can't think of names now. Names are dumb. Not going to say any names anymore. Well, and all the Pixar <laughs> shorts are in there. I, there's so many I missed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go to every single Pixar movie in the theater. And those were always in front of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the kids always want, they always see them on Amazon. I'm like, I'm not paying $2 for yeah, like just, a five minute clip. Right. Exactly. I don't care how much that little dumpling is going to make me cry. <laughs> I know. Right. It makes me hope that HBO Max, which I is. I did a, buy that one. Oh, you did? <laughs> I hope HBO Max has the um, uh, has all the old Warner Brothers cartoons because that's a Warner Brothers joint that Max service that's coming. 
mm. as if we don't have enough oh, of really? these. But um, yeah, it's, uh, supposedly all the Warner Brothers stuff from Ever and Always will be there. And I would hope that all the old cartoons would be there because I'm huge fans of that as well. I was never much of a Mickey Mouse cartoon guy when I was a kid. Um, oh, that stuff I seemed was. really old and lame to me compared to, I don't know, Bugs Bunny, Roadrunner stuff that just seemed more edgy and more my my thing. But mm-hmm. uh, I think I would appreciate it more now. So, yeah, I'll they have, dig into they it. They have the uh, new Mickey cartoons. Mm-hmm. I, I did see mm-hmm. those listed. How are those, how's that? Uh, that? I never saw that. Those, those we talked good? about it on, on Recommendals because they, um, they show those now in, like, the Disney hotels. Oh. So it's they're a little... Like we talked about, Goofy's ugly. <laughs> like mm. it's it's a weird oh, style. Right. Yes. But it's, they're great. It's they're more stylized yes. than than the ones we're used to. Yeah. Um. They're saying that the black hole is on uh, on the Disney Plus service. I didn't think it was. I was looking for it to put it on our film sack list. Apparently, it is on there. And by golly, it will be on our film sack. Oh list. yeah, we don't do that. Then we're we're terrible. We're terrible. Yes. At we not- don't deserve to be uh, an award winning podcast. Yeah, it has to. <laughs> It has to happen. I'll throw that tra- I'll throw that trophy against the wall if we don't do black hole. Right. That's what right. we're doing. Hey, All listen right. to this. I found that uh, real quick. We're just going to hear this Greedo scene because I don't know that I remember okay. him saying this. So here it is. <laughs> McClunky. McClunky. How come I didn't know about that? That's amazing. Yeah. I want somebody to edit in like a scene, you know, like right before he says that, it cuts to another shot of the uh, the canteen where a guy walks in, like, "Hey, good evening, everybody!" And then everybody in the bar goes, "McClunky," and that's what. Like <laughs> 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 he's the norm of the cantina. <laughs> I'm gonna go proper capture that from the service so that I got a good version of it. That's really good. All right, Nicole. Sorry, oh. back. To okay, you. I guess I should give you my official. Yeah, actually, get your actual recommendal. Yeah, All right, here you go. Here's my clip. Look away, Brian. Yeah, look away. Okay. Look, look away, away. Look away. Avert your eyes. All right, here look we go. Away, look away. I'm hit and play. Here we go. I would suggest to you that it is neither prudent nor wise to be a half hour late returning from lunch, especially when it's your first day on the job. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm late. It's okay, Peggy. Everything's been going wrong lately. Get your new French perfume here, Kettle Difference. Peggy, is something wrong? Can we talk? No, no, I'll be fine. I'll be just... Yeah. Sorry. Get your Kettle Difference. It's French. It's feminine. It'll help you grab one of those rotten, sticking men. <laughs> 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 All right. I, I don't recognize any of those actors or actresses. Uh, I made the joke in the chat room. I said, "Oh, is that the devil wears pork?" Yeah, there you go, Por- <laughs> porka. That. So which uh, Muppet is which? I I closed my eyes so I couldn't see the title. Which Muppet movie is this? Because this I- is Muppets Take Manhattan, mm. and that was Joan Rivers and Miss Piggy. And the scene is probably one of my favorite scenes in any Muppet movie because they start hitting each other with like makeup and i think it was all it looks like it was ad lib because they have a a fun time in the scene and this was only like after three uh new faces for joan rivers right this yeah was, yeah i guess so. 30, 30, 30 uh, ago. yeah so this came out i didn't realize it because i was watching it and i was like oh this is where muppets baby muppet babies came from there's a whole scene of the muppets as babies in the nursery 
and I looked at the timeline and the movie came out in January Muppets Muppet Babies the cartoon uh released in I think September later that year wow that's unfortunate. So, I hate Muppet Babies. They're awful. I love Muppet Babies. Oh, Bite your tongue. They're awful. They're so bad. You're awful. That Muppet Babies is wonderful. Wow. That got dark quick. Yeah. <laughs> Finally found an area where Nicole and I have complete and total disagreements. I you really don't that. like Muppet Babies? What's no. Wrong? You know what it is? No. I don't like any time they nobody, do this. Nobody likes Muppet like Babies. The, really? Come on. The Bugs oh, Bunny. The, Obviously, I do. Listen, the Bugs Bunny one where they are all kids, that also sucks. I think that just sucks. <laughs> Anytime you childify things that we like, it's bad. It's bad. You can't find a good example. Yeah, there are no good examples. I can't think of any good examples. Be, a bunch you, of people in the chat room love Muppet Babies, too. I'm not alone. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway. It's uh, you I typing. S- it's you play, pre- pretending you're different names in the chat room. You keep, just keep typing the same thing over and over again. Tiny Toons. Yeah, Tiny Toons was great, too. Oh, no, it wasn't. We're tiny. We're no. toony. We're all no. little loony. We're the worst idea just watch, You should just planet. watch Animaniacs if that's what you want. Yeah. Like, Animaniacs did the same thing so much better. Now, when <laughs> someone in the chat says Young Sherlock was good, we're not talking about that. Here's my biggest complaint. you If you're going to do Tiny Toons, make it well made like animate it well it looked like garbage and the jokes were terrible it was nothing like looney tunes that's the other thing tiny tunes better than animaniacs dice tomato we're gonna have to stop being friends kick ban (laughs) kick ban oh what was wrong with everybody the muppet (laughs) babies and tiny tunes would be so divisive well i'll tell you what nicole here's the thing here's how uh, muppet babies would have worked if they were damned puppets and not a hand-drawn cartoon. A cartoon. Yeah. I don't know. I loved it. I mean, it was like part of my, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, I don't know who they were making that for, but I know now. I know me. How, they I, were making yeah, it for me. I know who it's for now. I'm younger than you. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. That's the other thing is I was probably, age, I was clearly aging out of anything Muppet Babies had to sell me, but... Uh, but I still appreciate a kid's thing here and there. Like that just seemed bad and cash grabby. I don't know. I loved it. I think it was maybe. wonderful. All right. Anyway, I Muppets uh, Take Manhattan is streaming on Pluto Kids. So Pluto is an app that has it's basically tried to take online streaming content and put it in a more passive viewing experience Mm, mm. and i still have the app and i'll go into it every once in a while and it actually integrates in with um the amazon recast so Mm -hmm. when i go into my amazon recast and look at the channel guide it shows the pluto channels too which is kind of cool and that's how i found it Mm. um so yeah you can go on uh, pluto kids and it'll you know, wait around for an hour or so. I can't be surprised that the Muppet stuff isn't on Disney Plus because don't doesn't Disney own the Muppets? They do. They yeah. do, but yeah. they don't have any of. Well, like, they they I own. Look, they don't have it's, it. All. It's a weird ownership thing, right? Because I think they have it's joint. Uh, yeah, like with and... with Workshop, they have some kind of deal, and I can't remember. They do how. have the Muppet movie, which was released in '79. Right. Yeah, right. they have Great Muppet Caper, Muppet Treasure Island. But they don't have Muppets Take Manhattan. Huh. I think it might just Frank, be Frank Welker was the voice of Baby Kermit and Baby Beaker. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Howie Mandel played Animal, and maybe another Did one. He? Yeah, <laughs> it was eighty four. I was, was I was four, I, It was eighty four, so I was like fourteen, and I was probably making fun of my sisters for watching Muppet Babies. That's that's probably why I was a jerk 
young teenager. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you were 14, yeah, that wasn't for you. Yeah, I was an a-hole then. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and there's uh, people on IMDb agree with you. It's like at a 7.5 out of 10 average. That's pretty high yeah. on IMDb. There's oh, a, and there's a current, there's a reboot. Yeah, they, re- they redid it. Um, is, is it any good? My or is nieces it, love it. Really? Okay. Yep. All right, 2018. Yeah, there it is. Uh, but one yeah, would presume, I think anything that is Muppet related, like Kermit and crew related, that stuff will all eventually be on Disney Plus because not everything's there. Like uh, George of the Jungle's not there yet. My daughter's upset right. about that. But it's like it, they start with the cream. They get the, talking about the, the Brendan Fraser uh, George of the Jungle. Yeah, she loves that movie. Loves. <laughs> Does it. she? Oh yeah. But oh, it was the same awesome. deal. She was a kid. She loved it when she was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, same same thing for me in Greatest Athlete. Right. It's like you know it probably it looks like garbage now, but it's like no, I have a special place in my heart for that movie. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, Jenny Slate is in. Uh, the new, the Muppet, new Muppet, Babies. Muppet Babies. I yeah. like her a lot. The only, cool. the only name I recognize in the new Muppet yeah. Babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this is what, 3D looking? Oh, this looks all right. Okay, well, at least that's, that's closer a to a animated? damn puppy. Or a puppy. That's, that's close enough to a Muppet for me. I don't know why I said puppy. Do I smell toast? Oh, yeah. It looks, <laughs> so it looks like it's question. 3D. You, you yeah. think the Muppet Babies should have been actual puppets. Did Have you seen Muppets Take Manhattan? Because uh, they are puppets, and they're kind of creepy. Um. Oh, like I took it's some been a long pictures time. on like, yeah. So I kind of like that they were cartoons and not, not to mention they wouldn't have been able to keep up a every week kind of uh schedule for that. Yeah, I no, I, 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 I agree. It would have been, it would have been hard, but I don't remember enough about it. I mean, I assume, I assume like the Muppet, uh, the Muppet show, we all take it for granted. It was probably a huge, hard production constantly. Like yeah. making that show was hard. And so I imagine that doing a whole nother Muppet thing with a million Muppets and then you had to have sets and everything. Like it makes total sense they did a cartoon. It just, to me, it's like if you're going to make a cartoon of Muppets, what's the point of having Muppets? Like just make yeah, this 3D animated thing looks really disturbing. It's kind of freaky, isn't it? This new one? Yeah. There's yeah. the Muppet Baby clip from the movie where it's a song that Miss Piggy sings. Huh. Um, all right. You got Ralph on the piano. <laughs> Ralph's the yeah. best, man. All the diapers. All the friggin' Muppets in diapers. Yep. That's what they should just call it. Muppets in diapers. <laughs> Don't call them Muppet Babies. Call it the worst uh, idea ever. How come we've never seen a Muppet go to the bathroom? No, because they, they right. don't. It looks like uh, it looks like pulling lint out of a belly button. Yeah. They... <laughs> They pull you pull your hand out and it feels it feels good. It feels like you've 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 made a you've made a difference in your day. All right, uh, Nicole, this is great. Uh, yes, check it out. Go. It's uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. Uh, where'd you see it again? Pluto, Pluto, Pluto TV. It's a okay. free app that you can download, and um, it's they're they're playing it under Pluto Kids, which uh, and a lot of old cartoons there too. So. A lot of Sonic Hedgehog. Did I say that right? Sonic. Sonic. Yeah, no, you did definitely not say that right. I think he said Julian Assange Sonic the Hedgehog. Is what I heard. That was Sonic weird. <laughs> <laughs> Very oh, odd. Oh yeah. So uh, but anyway, yeah. And I, I, my guess is all that Muppet stuff will be on Disney Plus before you know it. So yeah, watch for that. I don't know. Somebody said in the chat room that um, Disney doesn't own it. Well, they um, own something. They're owned by TriStar, which then. I guess mm. Sony bought out TriStar, and so that's why it's not on Disney Plus. But it says, "Hold on, I know this is there's Disney. There is something with the Disney. Here it is. Something okay. with the Disney. The, Disney. the Mub, the Muppets, 
Yeah, here it is. Own the Muppet Studio, currently owned by the Walt Disney Company. Um, the studio, yes. Yeah, but older that might be the thing. Older content may not be included in that. So if they're going to do like, something new, like a new Muppet movie, that's a Disney production. Exactly. Right. Sidian says it's those three films: Muppets Take Manhattan, Muppets in Space, and Kermit Swamp Tales. Are what owned by somebody better. else? Well, and then you also somebody, have. Yeah. Muppet okay. Family Christmas, which is Sesame Street and Muppets. And that's really hard to find. I always liked those crossovers. Those were fun. I love the crossovers. I mean, I love, I mean, Kermit's the ultimate crossover, right? Like he was in all of it, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I wish they just owned all of it so I could get it all in one place, but that's fine. Totally. That's totally. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Go to Pluto. Go to Pluto when you have to. Pluto. Which is ironically and if, uh, a And Disney if Disney character. Plus doesn't put the Star Wars holiday special on when we get closer to December, I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I wonder I who owns that thing. I wonder if they just like, that wasn't even part of the trade. Who knows? Right. <laughs> you guys can hold, you, you can hold on to that one. Yeah, there is no one. Star Wars episode here. All right. This I doesn't have, exist. I have the only You're copy of that one. <laughs> it's at my mansion you can't have it uh nicole spag everybody that's her twitter account also so if you want to follow her and find out what we talked about today that's a way to do it nicole have a fantastic week see you later bye Bye. julian assange what'd she say what was the name assange the hedgehog hedgehog. assange the hedgehog She said, she said, McClunky the Hedgehog, I think is what she said. Did you see the new design for the Sonic movie? It looked all right. I did. Yeah. It's like, that's that's what it should have been. It should have looked like a three-dimensional realized version of the video game yeah, character. It's, not this it's weird it's dude better. in a bad furry suit. Yeah, definitely better. We'll see how that all plays out. Uh, I mean, it's still probably a bad movie, but whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be it's gonna be garbage, but it'll at least it'll look better. It'll look a lot better. All right, one thing we didn't mention earlier was Brian has Coverville. Are you doing it today? Coverville today? I am. Yes, after a after a week off to uh, convalesce with whatever it was I had last week, probably a cold. Mm. I'm coming back with uh, an episode for the 70th birthday of Bonnie Raitt. She's a musician that came around in that in that, you know, Jackson Brown, Linda Ronstadt, that uh, mm-hmm. California pop uh, kind of thing. She was a backing vocalist on Warren Zevon's first album. Her first big single was a cover of uh, Runaway. Mm. Um, and uh, she's done a lot of great covers over over uh, the years, especially ones that turned into big singles for her. Other people have covered her. And it's time to celebrate her and that weird gray streak in her hair. Nice. Uh, Bonnie Ray today, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, Coverville uh, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Today you'll find out how Bonnie rates in 2019. <laughs> uh, how does she rate? How do you rate? All right. That's it for the show. Thank you all for being here. We are, uh, oops, I'm on the wrong page. There we go. Uh, we're done. That's the end of the show. Uh, hey, uh, tomorrow we'll do this again. And uh, we'll have uh, Wendy on and all that. It's already Thursday tomorrow. What is this it week? It's already Thursday. All right. I need to stop being shocked by the passage of time. I know. It's not good for me. Is it? What is it? It's already 2019. <laughs> what? I swear, I swear we just did recommendals with Nicole like five seconds ago. Well, we did today. But we I mean, did just do recommendals five seconds ago. I just mean, <laughs> I mean the one before it. Like, it just is like oh. wham, wham, wham. <laughs> <laughs> and not the band. Anyway, okay. that's it. Uh, today I'll be on DTNS. Tonight we have Core. 
Uh, so yes, more podcasts this evening. Uh, core starts at 7 p.m. Mountain, and uh, I don't know if we're doing games after that DTNS or not. That's 2:30. So yep. watch some music. Watch me play the spin the hits on Coverville, and then slide right into DTNS, mm-hmm. and then uh, grab a bite, and then come back for core. Yeah, it's a full day's entertainment. That's right. Maybe I'll get some more stupid rep from that stupid Mechagon area. Or did Jeez. you go in there today? Did you or yesterday when you were planning on it? Did you get any? I did. I get. In, I got in there last night and did uh, forty-five minutes. And uh, boy, that uh, you got to have the. If you don't have flying in Mechagon, you just got to spend the, the spare parts and get the the backpack and fly around there. Oh, that's the only way to go. Yeah, you're yes. totally right about that. All right, uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here. Patreon.com slash TMS is how you support this nonsense. You can also find everything else, including that link, over at frogpants.com slash TMS. Uh, that includes a place to submit songs for requests and all that sort of stuff. It's all right there at frogpants.com slash TMS. All right, Brian, take us out with a song, please. Sure. So uh, I'm going to play something for you that's really cool, and I want you to celebrate how cool it is. Um, and and eschew anything that tries to detract from how cool it is or anybody that might try to steal it. There's been a lot of stealing of cover songs lately. Mm. Um, you know, we go back to that Jonathan Colton thing on Glee. They also stole the Petra Hayden cover of Don't Stop Believin'. Um, and uh, it's happened again, Scott. It's happened again. The mass Singer Australia uh, copied this great band's cover of Billy Eyelash's Bad Guy. I'm going to call her Billie Eilish. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this band called Halocene, H-A-L-O-C-E-N-E. They're a cover band that that records stuff on YouTube and Twitch. They're fantastic. They're really, really good. And they came out with this really transformative cover of Bad Guy. And uh, and, uh, Mass Singer just basically copied it note for note, did a new arrangement and had uh, somebody down there, somebody down under Mm. sing it. Mm. Uh, But we're going to play the actual one. You're going to go, you're going to listen to this. You're going to love it. You're going to go to their, the iTunes store or Amazon music or wherever you buy your music and you're going to buy it and help support this great band. Hallocene. It is the bad guy single from Hallocene. Here it is now. White shirt, now red, my bloody nose sleeping. You're on your tippy toes, creeping around like no one knows. Think you're so criminal. Bruises on both my knees for you. Don't say thank you.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's why I'm so happy with Shake and Bake.